2: Middle call, 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 call. You know, John, there was a rumor that the NFL season ended, but I don't know about that. You feel like the NFL offseason is getting even crazier. I think this is as good as it's – I mean, I'm obviously being a prisoner of the moment here, but this
3: feels –
4: Russell Wilson, Khalil Mack, I mean, he's just – Aaron Rodgers just
2: kind of resolution drama. Carson all, Wentz, Bobby Wagner, all pros randomly cut. Tom Brady retires, but he
4: wants to play I, for the Niners. You know, I some weird shit's a brewing, guy. The baseball's that, back.
2: Yeah, baseball is back. I heard about that. Blue collar, no ear flaps. Is that a real helmet? Uh no, this is definitely not a real helmet. Oh, uh, the one they put like the ice cream in.
4: <laughs> Jason Veritek
2: yeah th- I mean I don't know what year this thing's from but that that I wrote that that's my my handwriting in there what year do you think that is I don't know I was never even a Red Sox fan I don't know where this came from
4: I like the Red Sox in like uh early you know the Yankees Red Sox remember we talked you had to pick a side like Duke North Carolina I picked yeah. you know Poppy Manny they were just D- Dustin Pedroia yeah Pedro uh Millar Ver- Veritech, you know, who's, you know, known to run around a little.
2: <laughs> I'd say this is more Carlton Fisk.
4: Yeah, Teddy Teddy, Teddy Williams. Who was the dude that won, uh, won the MVP? They had an outfielder who was really good in, like, the 80s. I forget his name, but I think he could mash.
2: Mike Green? No. Burr, Greenway, Greenstein. A black
4: dude who I think was sweet. In the 80s? Yeah, I thought, but again, this was when we were... Who was the guy in the Giants that caught the ball with the one hand? Remember that guy? Different player, but...
2: Uh, not... Uh, uh, outfielder. Mitchell. Kevin, Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell, yeah. Yeah. You thinking of Mo Vaughn, maybe, in the 90s? No, this would have been... Maybe I'm the wrong team. I don't know. Uh, Jim Rice in
4: 78? Yeah, it uh, might be Jim of. Rice. Do you know who followed me on Twitter a couple weeks ago? Huh? I remember seeing it like... Uh, is this serious? <laughs> was Pudge Rodriguez. Pudge. <laughs> Pudge. I What's felt like you. Honor- I, I don't know, but it just I, I clicked on it to make sure it was really him, and his bio was like a 15-time All-Star. I'm like, that's Pudge. Let's <laughs> get him on the show. I don't know. We, we need to. Uh, Pudge. He's fucking
3: Pudge.
2: Remember, his kid was on the Giants for a minute. That's right. Remember, Pudge didn't catch the ball that was like it was a foul ball right by him, and Pudge like ducked or something. It was a big deal. Know. Sleep on Pudge. Uh, on uh, on the stream, my neighbor hates my guts, so I should give this podcast a whirl. That's right.
5: Enemies, enemies.
2: Do it your, for your enemy, enemies. your enemy, is our listener. Yes. Tell your enemies also if they want to gamble, go to mybookie.ag, a place for friends, family, and foes share with emotion and hate. Oops. We'll so get about... your enemies' uh,
4: beds. Sleepnumber.com/slash/ham. If they need a job, tell them about it Indeed. They're searching for jobs and mainly my book. Do you know what I had did tonight, guy? Uh-huh. I got tipped off by a basketball insider that said he might follow the Kings really closely. He's like, the Nuggets, four games, five nights. They almost ran out of gas against the Kings. The Warriors, the Warriors, 0-3 against the Nuggets, night off, playing all the guys, hammer the Warriors minus two. So if you're listening to this on Friday, Middlecoff, I, I never, I've been on the NBA one time in like three years. Put $500 on the Warriors minus two. Basically, for, Friday night, for this coming Friday? For Thursday. I mean, tonight. As we're oh, recording oh, this, it's oh. in like five hours.
2: All right. I'm fired up for this game.
4: Yeah, just wanted some juice. And uh, again, four games, five nights, nuggets. He, he, the big fella just is just getting tired, even mm. though he keeps putting up 40s, 10s, and 15s. I like uh, it. MyBookie.ag you know the thing with Castellanos and everyone. No, no, no. Let's do my bookie. Do my yeah, mybookie.ag promo code ham one. So go get your gamble on. Obviously the tournament's right around the corner. Get in the tournament. Uh, you, you you like any? Uh, you, you like keep Hammer and Duke? Are they going to win the ACC? Uh,
2: who do they got? Do you know who they have next? I haven't. I haven't. Checked <clears throat> on the yeah, great tournament. question. Floor. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a rematch with uh the old uh powder blues. Yeah, I would love that. I don't know if North Carolina's going to get there. But here's what you can do. Predict winners in each round of the MyBookie bracket contest for a chance to win a Bitcoin, a doodle NFT oh. currently valued over 50,000 and over $100,000 in cash prizes. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code HAM1. When you use HAM1 to make your first deposit, you're in a free entry into the My- Book, uh, my bracket contest selections for the bracket officially begin march 13th close on march 17th at noon so make sure you get your deposit in now with ham one to secure that free entry my bookie ag promo code ham and the number one the players championship is underway john um you know I, you can evaluate kind of what's going on uh on day one and then and then Take stock and jump in on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, whatever you want to do. Well, it actually might go to Monday because the or the Monday group that have to play people haven't even teed off. Would not hate Monday because selection Sunday. You know we have a hole in the Monday schedule unless Korean League Baseball is going to be back on ESPN. Well, remember uh, that was a big deal. Remember it went and you said this is a little fishy. Everyone's acting like this is the most incredible thing they've ever seen. AAF style. It was very AAF style. <laughs> Uh, but whatever, I wouldn't hate that, John. Get A uh, Monday golf finish is a beautiful thing. Anyway, my bookie, Dad, AG, promo code hammer, the number one. But anything, anytime, anywhere. Gamble. Like, the, bulldog, like the Bulldogs. Not you, though, uh, Calvin Ridley. Did you see Glazer wrote that the Eagles
4: had a trade in place for Calvin Ridley? The Falcons pull out, but it's a pullout style. Well, I can't tell Howie. Uh, we're out. And Howie's like, well, why? I'm like, uh, we can't talk about it. <laughs> It was one of those. So the Eagles didn't know. They thought it was very, very weird, but it was held. Glazer said it was very professional. And then a couple weeks later, they realized, oh, we get it now. But I guess it was like, can you imagine the Eagles landing Calvin Ridley? People have been like, Roseman! <laughs> I mean, Ridley's good, but
2: now he's suspended for a year. Yeah. I would have been a rare. I mean, that would have been quite a story.
4: How, Howie, uh, I, I can't tell you, but I'll give you a hint. Think, uh, think a little five team, uh, five team parlay, <laughs> Howie. You know the way you like to do trades. Well, Calvin likes to do bets that way. <laughs> yeah, he likes to you, know, you get better ROI. You can t- per turn ten dollars into seven thousand. You know how you're always looking for value, Howie. So's Calvin on the I bet, underdog. I bet Ridley had to think. On his fifteen hundred dollars, the ROI on the five or eight teamer had to be like one hundred seventy five thousand. He's like, It's gonna, you know, I'm not getting checks right now for the Falcons. I'm gonna hit this seven teamer." And then he realizes you miss on the second game and you're shit out of luck the rest of the day.
2: <laughs> he was just getting his feet warm, John. Getting or getting his feet wet, I guess. All right, we have a trade. You don't wear your hood. It's, it's kind of chilly in here. <laughs> <laughs> we have a trade. Khalil Mack has been traded, John, uh, or uh, according to all the reports is about to get traded. The reports are a little fishy, not fishy, but it's a little weird as we record this uh, on the precipice of being traded is could be headed to is the language that Rap Sheet and Schefter are using. But it appears that he's headed to the Los Angeles Chargers for a second round pick. Pretty crazy. Him and Joey Bosa on the same mm-hmm. defensive line. Yeah, to me, a lot
4: of people should have been involved in this. I mean, I, I would imagine when the information... Have you noticed the last couple days after trades, we've gotten immediate articles on The Athletic kind of like giving us some intel, right? It happened with Russell, and then it happened again with Carson Wentz. i am be interested in the Khalil Mack thing. How many teams are sniffing around? Now, it's a little risky. You know, he's... Remember, he was a fifth-year senior at Buffalo, so he was an older player. It's not like he came in as like a three-year player from Alabama and he's had some wear and tear on him and obviously he missed a bunch of games last year but i saw when i was uh filling up my water before we we hit record you know last year he had six sacks in seven games and if you watched him he looked good and then he obviously had like like you mentioned before we hopped on it's not like he broke his hand or shattered his elbow like he had a foot injury and he's a guy that obviously powers a huge part of his game he's an explosive pass rusher it's just you know, I think he's had knee issues in the past. Maybe it was a shoulder a couple years ago, but the the foot, you know, it's there's risk involved when you have to do a second round pick, right?
2: Yeah, and he's gonna now he's going to play on turf, which I'm no Cameron Orrell, but um, you know, it doesn't seem to be. I wouldn't say ideal if you're dealing with a foot injury
4: again. I'm no I'm no was doctor. It, you know, Von Miller remember had a bad foot injury. Now he was playing, and when the when they transformed the Rams, he looked pretty damn good for the Rams in that
2: field. Um, This year, his contract is 17 and a half, actually just over 17 and three quarters, $17.75 million cap hit. Which wouldn't you say he's well worth it if he's getting you 15 plus sacks? Yeah, if he's healthy, um, that he would get that right now easily more than that, right? On the open market. 22.9 is next year's number with an 11.6 dead cap and 23.2 with a $6 million dead cap in 2024. Uh, I think maybe one year voided after a a spot track already has them uh, on the Chargers. So maybe a year voided after a trade or something, but well, there um, there can't be a more expensive
4: pass rushing duo in the NFL
2: right now. Right. And, and I would say wide variance to use a little analytic term, John, in what they could be and what they couldn't be right. Two guys who went on the field are really good, Mm -hmm. but struggle to consistently be on the field. How many combined 16 or 17 game seasons have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa played in the last three years? Not many.
4: I mean, the thing with Joey is even when Joey's playing, remember, you feel like you watch a Charger game. Yeah. He comes out of more than you think. Well, Khalil played actually full seasons each of the last two years before this last season. Yeah, Khalil had been durable in Chicago. Joey is not. But they both cost a lot. Obviously, Joey got a historic contract, right? He got a hundred million plus dollars.
2: Joey only missed one game last year had played 10, 12 games the year before, 16 before that, seven Fair. before that. That's Joey actual, had not played back-to-back 16-game seasons, full seasons, put it that but way. You, I, I bet if you look, I
4: mean, most non-quarterbacks and maybe some, like, guards miss a lot of, you know. You yeah, but games. I,
2: I, yeah, no, for sure, but Joey has not even had back-to-back, like, let's just say, air quote, full seasons. Like, it's 16, Well, let's even count last year as a full season, 12 before that, 16, 7 before that, 16, okay. 12 before that. To me, there's a big deal.
4: If you can get, with the 17-game schedule, they would sign up right now for 15 games each. But to me, if one guy's 15 and the other guy's 10, then you got a problem. If you can both get in the mid-teens with them, they're going to be a fucking force. I mean, those two guys are... Most teams don't have two Trent Williams. So it's like, (laughs) one of your tackle is a mark. And even when you do have Trent Williams or you know Lane Johnson, a really good tackle a Joey Bosa or a Khalil Mack can still beat that guy. But every team has a weakness, and now you're just going to be relentless. with Every time those two guys are both playing in the game, It's it's got a chance to be very forceful. Because the other part about Khalil Mack, they were terrible. Remember how bad, statistically, the Chargers were against the run? Remember a couple, like down the stretch, they lost that game to Houston where Rex Burkhead looked like Adrian Peterson? Khalil is an elite run player. You know, to me, he just adds some... Some oomph to your team just in terms of physicality. Not that Bose is bad, but I mean, Khalil's one of the great point of attack run defenders we've ever seen. I mean, he's unstoppable.
2: It was the first thing he did. It's it's just, it's just, remember his rookie year was like, is this guy going to get to the quarterback? I think he had four sacks as a rookie. Like, why doesn't he get to the quarterback? It's funny, Nick Bose, it was like, Nick Bose always falls down. What's going on? (laughs) Turned out both guys were pretty good. Crazy that Khalil's only two years younger than Von Miller. What do you mean? Khalil's only two years younger than Von Miller. You think they should be similar age? No, I feel
4: like Khalil should be younger. I know. Well, I think Von Miller, like I said, you know, with Khalil, he was like a fifth year senior at Buffalo. So he came in 23 years old. I think Von showed up three years, Texas A&M to the league at 21, you know, been in the league. It feels like 12 years. How old's Vaughn? 33 years old. What's Khalil?
2: Khalil just turned 31 in February. Vaughn will be 33 in March.
4: I'd say the one thing we've talked about, you know, like Russell Wilson, 33 is the new, you know, or 29 is the new 33? or No, 33 you had it right the, the first t- time. Yeah, 33 is the new 29. You know, 31 when you're a defensive lineman is still 30, you know, probably 34. <laughs> There's a lot of wear and tear on Khalil in the trenches. Yeah.
2: I mean, Vaughn earned some money this year, especially in the playoffs with the Rams, right? Like, who would you rather have right now, Vaughn Miller, Khalil Mack?
4: If they're both healthy, I'd rather have
2: Khalil Mack. I agree. And Vaughn might, I mean, Vaughn's been Who knows? Maybe Vaughn stays put. Maybe Vaughn goes to the uh, back to Denver. It it feels
4: like, you know, he broke up with Denver, but he wasn't totally over them, and he still wants to go back. Now, at the end of the day, Vaughn's kind of a cowboy. I bet he just really liked living in Denver, right? I mean, it's just a cool place to live. I think he enjoys it.
2: Probably a great place to play. If you're in shape, you wear down. You probably every, you know, half yeah. the year you're wearing down some left tackle or right tackle, or doesn't some guard mm-hmm. who doesn't play there all the time.
4: Well, and to him, like he's seen the highs of that place, it's probably pretty sweet to be on good Denver Bronco teams. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. And now there's no reason why you – I mean, now – We're
4: going right back.
2: <laughs> the thing is you're chasing Carr and, you know, Mahomes and Herbert six times a year. But, but he's chasing, uh, you know, Trey true. Lance – Kyler no longer Desha- Ru- Deshaun. Deshaun yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting. If I'd said to you before when you texted me today, Trey uh, Khalil Mack got traded. I didn't really think immediately like, what do I think the value was? Because a first round pick would have been too rich, given the fact that he's hurt. Given the 31. fact that, yeah, and and his money. But a second round pick is pretty like a second round pick's not nothing, right? For the Vaughn Chargers. just went for a second and a third mid season. I think it puts
4: a little different midseason, right? Prices are higher. Yeah. I think it puts... This just adds some pressure to Brandon Staley, too, right? Now, Khalil is under contract. You know, Vaughn was not. You could say that's a proper... Like, if you get three more years of Khalil Mack on your team, second-round pick's well worth it if two of those are really good.
2: Yeah, if he, if you if you get two full seasons from Khalil Mack or whatever. Like we when I say full, I think you're right. It's like 15 basically. Let's say you get 15 games. Like I'd call that a full well, what season. What if I told to- you
4: right now the 49ers had just traded their second round pick for Khalil Mack? What would you say? I'd say great. Fuck yeah. What would what if, what you if know I, what I, I, I told I'm, you the Chiefs or I mean all, to me it's a it's a no-brainer move if you view yourself as a playoff team.
2: Now, I I would also say if you're the Niners, I'd say uh, great. Would a lot, you know, if I if you said put your seventeen million dollars on somebody, I'd say ah, let's put it on a defensive back because the one thing the Niners do is they do get value out of defensive linemen. Yeah, but, but I what, wouldn't what, complain about. Khalil. But a pass rush always makes DBs look better. Well, that's what they say, John. Uh, but the Niners' pass rush would be dramatically better with Khalil Mack. It would be, but their pass rush is pretty good, and their secondary still has holes. Yeah, I mean, you need to do both.
4: That's part of having a rookie contract. You should have it's part of being a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl contender.
2: Yeah, you got to do all those things. So, um, I yeah, I like the try. It's a it's a it's a chance worth taking for the Chargers. What number pick is that? Well, they didn't miss the playoffs, so it's like in the middle of the round. So the Bears have thirty nine, and they have forty eight in the second round. But they don't have a four.
4: They don't have a first no, because no fields.
2: Yeah, that's the seventh pick that the Giants have. So
4: I think you if you were them, just the the likely or I mean, on the chance that you have a franchise quarterback, it's well worth it. Right. I think if you're a Bears fan, you go listen, it sucks not having a first. But Uh we we got a guy that, you know, hell, we thought was going to be like a top five pick, you know. Now it's on the coach to figure it out, but I, I think they're in a pretty good spot, like to have the opportunity to work with a guy, Justin Fields. Now he's got a long way to go. And his head coach is a defensive guy. But still, you know, you got something. When's the last time they just – I mean, it's not since Jay Cutler they just have something. Now, Jay was better. Like, they acquired a guy that was ready to play and he could immediately. Justin has, like like any young quarterback, like ways to go. But at least you got something to work with. And I, the other thing that makes it easier, and we talked about this last year, is, like, it is Big Ten country, so you watched Ohio State and you watch how sweet he was. Like, you yeah. do know his upside.
2: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mack – now Amari Cooper hasn't been traded or cut, and maybe he maybe neither will happen, or maybe one of them will happen. Pretty crazy. I mean, the Raiders traded both those guys, and you thought both of them were probably going to a place where they might finish their careers, and Mac is not, and Amari might not. You would
4: say though, part of the reason Mac gets traded is because the Bears suck mm-hmm. and they just need to reset <clears throat> and not having picks. Like if Mac had been traded, let's say, to the Packers or to the Chiefs or something, right? He's still on the team. Amari's to me in a different category than Khalil. And again, like you said, nothing's happened with Amari. Sounded good, but we see. It's not like, well, the the date, you know, it's a, she's two days away. No, guys have been getting cut left and right. See, Roger Saffold cut, Bobby Wagner cut. Like they wanted to cut Amari, they could. They, you know, they're clearly yeah. not in any
2: rush. No. Well, <laughs> and that's, I
4: think they're thinking, like, are we sure we want to do this?
2: I said, Guillermo says, what's next? Coop to the Chiefs. Tell you, tell you this. If you said Amari Cooper gets traded, wouldn't you put the Chiefs on the list of teams that might acquire him? If I tell you Amari Cooper goes to the Chiefs, isn't your first response, uh, that's scary? <laughs> well, my second response, my first response, like, of course, right? It's some version of that because they take big swings. The Rams take big swings. The Chargers took a big swing. Like, you could argue the Seahawks took a big swing in a weird way. It's a reverse big swing, but they did something dramatic. They're not afraid to shake it up. No. Are the Niners going to a uh, Tobin on the stream? Says, we don't need Khalil Mack. We have Samson Ebukam. <laughs> okay, fine. But what is your move? And is it JC Jackson? I said it last year. The number one issue I had with the Niners was I didn't think their secondary. Their cornerbacks were good enough. And it was risky to run it back with Jason Verrett. First round pick, per- though. Jason Verrett, former. Seven leg he injuries later. And- th- he was great. Th- <laughs> th- and he was really good for them the year before. And then he towards ATL in the first game of the season. Just risky. And uh, I would, if I were the Niners, I would spend the most amount of money that I spend on, this, on the cornerbacks this year. And not, let's get the fifth best guy and the eighth best guy. How about go get the best guy? How about go get J.C. Jackson? Or just go get, cover Cooper Cup. I'd
4: even say their cap space is more aggressive or is more important than pick 29. Because if they had pick 29, do you know what we'd be saying? Go use that thing, right? Use that thing on a player. Wouldn't we?
2: What does that mean? Trade what, trade it for a player? You
4: mean? Yeah, go go oh, yeah. go trade it for a sweet corner. Go tra- trade trade yeah, it I mean, for you know some unreal, you know some star guard. You know the guard would be strong, but you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, I yes I, again. The line is actually another place you could spend your capital, right? Um, but think what I was going to say is think about the last three teams that win the Super Bowl. I think we spent so much time trying to build up. The way the Patriots do it, star quarterback, and then you develop. But the last three teams to win the Super Bowl are teams: the Rams, who have star players everywhere, right? That they they, had Tom, they
4: also had Tom Brady, who right? Bucks? No. The uh, you, you, did you say the Patriots? We spend a lot of time on how the Patriots build their Super Bowl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they had Tom.
2: But I'm it, well, exactly. But I'm just saying the Rams. He was their guy. The Rams' star cornerback, star pass rusher, star receiver, another star receiver. Acquired a star quarterback. The Bucks before that got Tom, got Gronk, got Lenny, got A.B. Say what you want about that. The Chiefs before that, star players all over the place, take big swings constantly. So, yeah, Odell. I watched the sound effects the other day. But A.B. A- t- a- a- two years ago did oh, too. Oh, a- A.B. did too. But I just – like I think a specifically a top-tier cornerback – is one of the major missing pieces for the 49ers when we talk about winning a championship. I know pass rushers make DBs better. Yeah, I mean,
4: I, 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 think, I think DBs can be a little overrated. Like, obviously, the Rams won it with Jalen Ramsey, but I, I'm not saying I, I don't want one, but I, I would just put my emphasis more on the lines. I think you win. Well, it sounds cliche, but in the
2: No, trenches. but it's not cliche. I think there's truth to it, but I would say the Niners I think have you can shown win they can do it with The the Niners have proven they don't have two Emmanuel Mosley's and they've proven they can develop defensive linemen. Like that is where they can, they don't need to buy defensive linemen. Amber's coming on. Yeah, maybe he'll be a guy. But they have a secondary that consistently has injuries in it the last two years and that often has a mark in it. Now, maybe Amber was the mark and he picked off Matthew Stafford week 17. But I think money spent on a top-tier cornerback, a lockdown cornerback, would be money well spent. Now, you could argue Jalen Ramsey, hell, got beat on the first play of that two-minute drive by Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase after he went for the pick, and Jamar had him beat on the last play if Aaron Donald doesn't get to Matthew Stafford. But I, I don't think there's any question he changes the games that he plays in. I agree. You would rather have Jalen Ramsey not have Jalen Ramsey. They yeah, also was, gave up two ones and a two for him. I know. Now, if you told me they got Khalil Mack and didn't get J.C. Jackson, i go, fine, I'm with you. It's it's just about elevating. I think offensive line, as unsexy as it can be sometimes, and you already spent the money on Trent, I think is definitely a place. Whether Because I think it's twofold, John. Whether it's rookie quarterback Trey Lance or veteran quarterback Tom Brady, you are not going to regret investing in your offensive line.
4: Never, never do. I'd say the same thing about the defensive line. Now, they do – I mean, I, who knows what to even make of this. I mean, Kinlaw is coming back off fresh surgery, but I, can you count on him at this point? You did use the 14th overall pick on him. Like, they, they're not, I would say, counting on him to be some impact player, but I bet they talk about, like, if we can just get half of what we were hoping. He was a 14th overall pick, and you and I have stood by him. He is a mammoth of a man for NFL standards, right? Yeah, yeah. If they could just use that body for 25 snaps, that immediately improves them. So you could argue that it would be nice just to know you had something and then it would be way easier to invest in the in the secondary. Because DJ Jones a free agent, you know, Armstead had a good year. You could argue as long as Armstead is next to Bosa and the D-line coach is there, he's going to be fine. Like he'd start on every team, right, in the league. Like he's a good NFL player. But you, you only really have one impactful defensive lineman. And yeah. he's elite, but I do think you want – like look at, look at the Browns last year, what they try to do. It didn't work, but when got clowny to go with Miles. What, what are the Chargers doing? It, we saw it three years ago. It was a perfect storm, right? Bosa and Buckner. And it was like, okay, it's on. And then the other two guys, just D Ford is good and Armstead is good. But those two guys are elite. So you get two dominant guys like the Chiefs had it for a minute with Clark and Chris Jones. It just it makes everyone even look way sweeter. Chiefs have been now their offenses obviously with
2: Mahomes, but their defense they've their D line, D line. But I, DJ Jones, I'd say Arden Key too. Like and even yeah, I even Arden Key. Like I thought down the stretch especially, right? The Niners made plays with their defensive front.
4: Yeah. He, he, that that's the the counter is like we are the best defensive line coach in the league. We pay him a lot of money. He can make more and it's true and I like that. But I still think you can just ultimately Nick Bosa with him is even probably that much better, right? I think you got to be careful with that. Like the Eagles view themselves they got the best offensive line coach in the league and they've created this dude from New Zealand, they turned him into a star left tackle but they still are aggressive to try to get big-time offensive linemen, right? They took Landon Dickerson in the second round. Coming off an ACL, he would have been a first-round pick. They didn't go, well, we'll just give him a guard, you know, in the fourth round. No, you still got to give top-flight guys, right? There's only – Belichick has been really the only guy over the years to, like, how's he doing this? You know, he historically hasn't had many, like, Nick Bosa's and just – and their defense has been really good. Yeah. I'd say he's a true outlier, like Malcolm Butler's and – J.C. Jackson's a little different, right? Because he got in trouble. And that's why he probably fell in the draft. But. Chandler Chandler Jones? Yeah, Chandler Jones is one of the rare guys he drafted really high and was sweet. And then the moment he got naked, Belichick shipped his ass out of town. Right. You know, just a little t- uh, Hashiba. or it was, I Hashish? It, no, it was it was synthetic weed or uh, something. That well, Chandler's really available.
2: Chandler Jones is available. That he,
4: I, I, I saw a stat the other day on him. I don't want to butcher it, but it was pretty ugly. Because he had a six sack game to start the season and then it like disappeared
2: for a while uh game log Did he have a six sack game he ended with 10 and a half sacks so if he had a six sack game that'd be might have been five sacks
4: or might have been six sacks well week one what do you have week one five sacks yeah that's so five of his 10 sacks came in one game now it's a you know pff pressure league can you get pressures yeah but i mean that's If this was like remember Doc Rivers used to sign every player that like torched him? If you were just the Niners and you just watched the games against you, you'd be like, Chandler Jones is sweet,
2: right? Well, it actually I started thinking, did did like Ron did did Carson Wentz have a good game against the football team when he was the Eagles quarterback? Like did he create some problems for Ron Rivera head to head? Is that why Ron likes him? There's always something to be said for that.
4: I could just see him and Del Rio having a soft spot for the size and the physical talent. Sure. they feel those two guys feel like this guy'd be hard
2: to game plan against you know yeah d d uh defensive guys tend to worry less about the things that like offensive the quarterback room
4: yeah they don't ever go in it
2: <laughs> leader in the quarterback room what do i i don't care if my best pass rush doesn't talk to anybody what difference does it make
4: yeah lt used to take naps yeah you because know? he was, did crack all
2: night well, th- this is, and I think you said it too. You sleep because you do crack all night. No, you, he w- he slept. He would need a nap
4: later the in the day. Yeah, because he was, was up all up night. All night. Yeah, crack. He didn't sleep. Might have
2: been crank. I don't know what whatever it was in the eighties. <laughs> I need a definition of everything. Um, but I mean, this is part of the point of Trey Lance. Here's the other part of it. You know, when you have a rookie contract, you said it earlier. The other part is this. I still have the door open over on the side for the Tom Brady conversation. And I don't really think the Niners have to worry about what they spend in free agency Yeah, while keeping Tom in mind. I'll, I said it before, I'll say it again. If Tom Brady wants to come, black, wants to come back uh, and play for the 49ers, which is I think the only team he'd come back to play for, he's not going to go all the way to the last moment with the Niners. And then the thing that prevents him from coming back is the Niners can only pay him $8 million.
4: Well, theres I mean, there's a decent chance that after the draft, they the max amount of money
2: they could pay anybody would be like two. Yeah, and, and and if Tom wants to come back and play for the Niners and that's all they can pay him, that's what Tom, I think Tom would take it.
4: If Tom Brady plays for the Niners on the veteran minimum, everyone would be
2: very <laughs> angry. It's like Tom and uh, Tabor Pepper have the same salary this year. <laughs> Tom's base salary is
4: 1.35 with incentives to get to $46 million. <laughs>
2: A lot of debate right now about Lakin Tomlinson versus JC Jackson. Where the Niners should spend their money there. Yeah, I'm I'm not into overpaying guards.
4: Let let Tomlinson that you to built up. Stories. Right. Yeah, that you got for nothing. Let him go. Let him get you, overpaid. He drafted a guard last year. I, I don't think they can compete unless he wants to give a huge hometown discount because the amount of money on free agency I had someone tell me they think he's gonna be the highest paid guard. There aren't that many good offensive linemen. Think of all the team with cap space. Most teams have shitty offensive lines. It's like we've got to use it anyway. We might yeah, as totally. well just he's an eight million dollar player. We'll give him 13 and a half. If you're the Niners, you're like, yeah, it's, we're out. Yeah. Because they, they do have the money. They do have the money to keep him. But didn't they just draft a guard in the second round? Like Coach. A guy? Exactly. That's why you draft guys.
2: Is there a bird fight going on at your house? No, just got some animals. Uh, all right, John. Bo- bo- uh, here we go. Uh, Tobin says, John is spot on. Guard is not a position to throw a bank at. Just just uh, salary cap is a lie. <laughs> just restruct- uh, There are teams that make the salary cap look like a lie. That's uh, Funny, I got in my guard
4: stance this morning. Yeah? I was, like, walking down the hallway, and I just, it
2: crossed my mind. I just got just into football
4: it. Football guy? Yeah, just into a guard stance. Like, I, just, I don't know how I did this. What, left guard or right guard? We have no pass pros all going forward. Oh, okay. Right guard. <laughs>
2: Julio says, "I agree not overpaying guards, but Lance needs an offensive line. So so does everybody. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, like you're trying to win with Trey Lance as your quarterback, you have to have an offensive line. Yeah. Marty says Jackson wants 18 to 20 mil. He ain't getting that.
4: To to do he ain't getting that. J.C. Jackson getting 20 million dollars in that map."
2: 18, no. Why? Well, he may not be getting it for the Niners, but you don't think he's getting sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million dollars? Yeah, I mean,
4: to me, there's a big difference between like fifteen and like twenty. I mean, if I, I agree, an extra player, is like
2: that's that's a starting guard. I agree. He said eighteen to twenty. So if you told me he gets seventeen, like he wants nineteen and ends up with seventeen, that would not shock me. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm not getting into a bidding war for JC Jackson. Well, you might. Yeah, there might be one. Yeah, then right. I'll just I'll go. Tra-
4: I'll trade my second round pick for Xavier Howard to Mike McDaniel. Great. Fantastic. I'm even more into trading picks for guys on cost-controlled deals than than big and, and big than free in market. Free yeah,
2: especially cornerbacks. They're not quarterbacks, but cornerbacks get paid in free agency. They right? get paid a lot of money, and it's so market-dependent, and um, that can definitely be dangerous. I, 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 I am I'm on board. I like it. I like the idea, uh, John. Before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Sleep Number. Sleep Number dot com slash ham sleep number dot com slash ham right now sleep number dot com slash ham discover special offers for a limited time at sleep number dot com slash ham yep it's about getting good night's sleep as you can see we
4: are well rested guy we are well rested you know why because we both lay our heads in sleep number beds from sleep number dot com slash ham and here's the thing i i like my bed it's actually gotten a little stiffer you know, over probably the last year. Uh, you you like sleeping basically on concrete. Uh, but here's the thing. When you get into bed, you don't want to have your iPad or your phone right in front of your eyes. You don't want to just have a lot of light because it triggers the brain and then you can't get a good night's sleep and then you're only sleeping four or five hours and then you're not as productive the next day. When you get a good night's sleep, that good REM, as they call it, uh, the scientist, you uh, are more productive the next day. You're more alert. Uh, you're just ready to hit the ground running, ready to go to battle with your competition because, you know, listen, business world is tough, man. And you got to have a good night's sleep to have the energy. Look at Tom Brady. What's he going to bed at like 730? Up and at him at five. But that's it's not because he's getting four hours. You know, he's getting his normal hours, but he's just he's getting a good night's sleep. I bet he's on
2: a sleep number two. Here's one other sleep tip, John. You sleep on your 40. I sleep on my sleep number 55. Record how long you've slept. And guess what? The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed tracks the total time you sleep and the percentage of your sleep that is restful. So, discover special offers now for a limited time at your local sleep number store or sleepnumber.com/slash ham. Sleep number proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep.
3: ButcherBox.com/slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off.
2: A uh, couple notes here. Zavian Howard, his contract for the next three years. Here are his cap hits, John. $16.3 million. $15.3 million. And then $13.5 million. Zavian Howard is uh, 28 years old. Pretty good. Right?
5: I'm in.
4: Now, you know, he's been bitching and moaning for a new contract for about 18 months. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would, would, wanna, you, would you trade them and then extend them on a, you know, you give him a little more guaranteed money and then, but then push the numbers down? If you can get 28, 29, 30, like Darius Slay, the what Eagles you do you him, might, you Darius might Slay front, was
2: immediately sweet for the Eagles. You might prefer to front load it depending on what you're doing with Debo and, and Bosa.
4: Darius Slay's 31, still making plays. Yeah. Uh I like so, a nice physical DB, you know, it's a line of scrimmage.
2: If someone pointed out Charles uh, on the st- Charles on the stream uh, stream says they drafted two corners last year, one of them's got to be serviceable.
4: Well, that's I, I, I'm a believer in that too. And, and Ambry Thomas was down the stretch of the season. He was you got to give him credit. He was the last three or four games looked like He was coming on in a year. Right, he hadn't played. Was he the guy that hadn't played, or they both hadn't played? Um, Lenore played. Uh, I, I Ambry did not because he was in the Big Ten at Michigan.
2: So, you know, you're talking about guys that didn't play. But, you know, Pac-12, De'Ambidor, because some of those guys opted out, like Panay Sewell opted out before the Pac-12 played. I can never remember if De'Ambidor Lenore. I thought Lenore played. Uh, I don't know. It's all kind of running together. I know. Uh, Yeah, he played. De'Ambidor Lenore played. Okay. But short season. 2020. Bad season. Remember, they were like uh, like two and four. They were thinking about firing Harbaugh. No, no. Lenore is the Oregon guy. Ambry went to Michigan. Who sat out? Ambry. Yeah, that's. but he's the good one, right? Ambry's the guy that picked yeah, up
4: yeah. Matt Safford. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it, it was slow to... right? He doesn't play Michigan because they had a weird season in the Big Ten. Then he... At first, Kyle's like, this guy sucks. And he was like, third team scout team. And then eventually, because of injuries, he starts playing. People like me are crushing him. Well, it turns out the guy hadn't really played football in a while. A little Trey Lance style. And then as he's coming on, by the end, he's picking it off and leading the Niners to the playoffs. So you could argue... You should be bullish on Ambry Thomas, just if you're a Niner fan. Like that's what a serviceable corner you draft in the third round. Like not every guy's going to be Jalen Ramsey. Couldn't you just have three Ambry Thomases and function and go get another Khalil Mack? I'm not saying Khalil Mack, but my point is like trade that second round pick for some pass rusher.
2: Yeah, I don't know if three Ambry Thomases really gets it done for you though, but.
4: I mean, the Niners made the Super Bowl. Now, Richard wasn't all pro, and he was Richard Sherman, but it was Richard Sherman and a bunch of other guys you won't remember. You know, now, uh, what's-his-name's good, Emmanuel Mosley, who was still on the team, Emmanuel Mosley and Ambry Thomas. Like, they can't be your two starting corners? I just don't I mean, believe you need Daniel Patrick
2: Mahomes beat him through the air for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Well, you're trying to win a championship here. I'm not trying to win divisions. So you need great players. I know. You were in the Super Bowl, though. You had your but shot. You lost. Well he fucked up. Margins are thin. On- need great need a great player. But if JC Jackson's not a great player. No. And you gotta pay $17.5 million for the guy? Right. It doesn't have to be him, but I just think they have to upgrade a
4: corner. Okay, well, I'll do I'll do I like I said, two years, 30 million, guarantee every penny, Stephon Gilmore. Probably he not. the player of the year. Yeah, I mean was, you know, years. I also
2: had a quad tear. Yeah. Which healed. But was a quad tear. All right. Uh, All right. I've got a couple things we want to play here. I'm not sure which one this is, so we'll just go with uh, whichever one this is, John. Let's take a listen. Peter Schrager on Pat McAfee said this. I think
6: San Francisco's in no rush because they have their quarterback. So it's like, What's right for Jimmy is going to be getting him to the team that he prefers. And obviously, they want everything to end up right there. But I think it's one of those deals where they don't mind keeping the rest of the league, uh, you know, on the edge of their seat. And, mm. yeah, you, Whatever. It's you can talk, mm-hmm. talk about Pittsburgh. You can talk about New Orleans. You can talk about all these different teams. But why would San Francisco rush? Now, what's right to do for these teams so they can fill the rest of their rosters out is to do it before the draft. But, um, you know, free agency, if one of these teams says, hey, it's Jimmy or nothing, that's great. They can sit it out or... They can settle and they can go and get a Trubisky. They could settle and they can go and sign another player or they could trade for another guy. So I don't think the Niners are feeling this this great pressure to do this because, truthfully, there's multiple suitors right now and they have their quarterback. So why should they bend over backwards to to get a job done before seeing the best offer possible?
2: Schrager fresh off uh, an eight-mile run, it looks like.
4: He actually just texted me and said, Bad friend. I forgot. I'll come on next week.
2: Okay. Appreciate that, Peter. We'll talk to Peter next week. That's good. I actually was thinking, because we talked about having him on this week, or you would reach out to him. Uh, eh, a lot going on this week. It can, it can wait till next week. Yeah, Good. I have no problem, and I, I've tried to institute this in my own
4: life, and I think it's healthy. The better you can get at this is having some patience. Uh, not necessarily like driving, like you know people going slow or slow walkers. That's good walkers. too, though. I, I just mean just in general, just having patience when you make decisions is a healthy thing to do. I have no problem slow playing this a couple days but i have a major problem if you say a week from the day you and i are here it's like jimmy's still on the team they're slow playing it like no because shit would be happening cap space is filling up if you want to lead it in to the weekend and hell even monday because nothing officially can happen till next wednesday i get it i i i understand it it actually makes some sense let people freak out because you would argue like why would the colts then trade Wentz right now How do you top that offer a three another three that could turn into a two and a pick
2: swap like a swap seconds for people that missed that little nugget
4: doesn't get any better than that like if someone had to look at him and go this is as good as it gets like yeah it is see ya to me the Jimmy thing if it's you know if it's a third or now are you using the Carson Wentz as the precedent like are you arguing those type right are you using that in your argument like, well, he might be a little bit better player, but Jimmy's a way better guy. They can't stand Carson. They love this guy. And then you're like, well, he's injured. And, you know, you're kind of going back and forth. There probably are more nuts and bolts to the negotiation with Jimmy. There's just some more variables. He has a no trade clause. Uh, so you're kind of working with him too. And there are several teams that actually, the Saints make sense. The Steelers make sense. Just teams that are going to try to win next year and be competitive 9-10 wins.
2: Yeah, I think the Panthers even make sense. They do have a $15 million quarterback though on their team. Is he gonna be the backup? Or are they gonna trade him? It's not good. So
4: you just have two quarter you just have your backup making fifteen million?
2: Yeah, I mean it's better than throwing away another season.
4: Yeah, I mean I clearly the guy spent, you know, two and a half billion dollars in cash on a team. He doesn't want to lose. I I mean I and eighty million dollars on a college coach who looks like he sucks. Again, pro patience as long as there's a date on the end of the patience, right?
2: Right. And I think that's probably what the other teams are. Banking on is that they're the nine. They know that there is a hard. The Niners aren't. There's no reason to drag this past March 16th for the 49ers. Would you even would say starting
4: maybe Sunday once deals kind of start getting set? Like if you want one of these players, it's like well, you don't have the cap space,
2: right? right? And I would think that Don Yee is in communication with teams too. And one thing that part of I don't know I don't think he said in that clip, but that the Niners are not going to send Jimmy somewhere he doesn't want to go. That they're working together as have as they hey, have said, yeah. But but part of that is is about the team acquiring Jimmy is going to want to have some certainty. It's just as much that as anything else. So that's why he can control it a little bit. Um, you know, we'll talk about whether we're too high or too low on Jimmy later. But uh, you know, i I think part of this has to be indie. The idea that they might be interested in Derek, if you're Indianapolis, you have an incentive to get Carson traded early, to give yourself a couple days to really get out there and figure out what Garoppolo would cost, what it would cost if you made a Godfather offer for Derek Carr. They
4: don't have a first round pick, though.
2: Well, I understand. I know. Maybe they could send a player. I don't. Are they willing to send players? I don't know. But future picks, we'll give you a guard. We'll give you DeForest Buckner. They wouldn't do that, I don't think. Um, would you? Yeah. I Would Would I trade DeForest Buckner for a quarterback? Yes. Yeah, I would too.
4: If you the Raiders, I, like, this: Buckner, what does he do for you without Darrell? Like, who's your quarterback? Been Jimmy Garoppolo. Game. Yeah. That's who it would be. You know. I if mean, you get, if you get DeForest Buckner and then trade a third for Jimmy Garoppolo, wouldn't you do that? If If you didn't care about Derek or Jimmy, like if you viewed them similar, if you were Josh. Now, the one of the rumors, I think it's been substantiated that now Josh is not the general manager, that the Patriots were heavily trying to trade for Derek last year before, the, you know, during this time, right before when they didn't get a quarterback, that's what led them to Mac Jones. But I don't know if that means for certain that Josh is either, I think one of the most fascinating stories in the NFL right now Like ultimately, Jimmy is going to get traded, but truly, like, and and we're going to find out whenever Jimmy's traded to the Saints to the Steelers, like, who kind of liked him? Hell, the Colts. What does Josh truly think about Derek? Because I think a lot of people think they know, but I don't think they actually know. I haven't seen enough people in New England because that's a kind of a tight knit community, like, of just like you know, Josh is really likes him, or like I don't think anyone
2: really knows. Yeah, but you can also really like, but not like for fifty million dollars a year.
4: But also, what's his opinion on old James
2: Garoppolo? He spent a lot. He spent three years yeah. next to that guy, right? Probably lower, I would imagine, but also cheaper. It's all relative. Likes him less, but doesn't also pays him less, right? But has a but has like a legitimate personal relationship with the guy.
4: Potent- I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they haven't talked in five years. Maybe they were really close. Does
2: uh, Does McDaniel's go to Churchill Downs? never seen him in the photos. No,
4: he he doesn't. And it was Belichick that texted Jimmy after the wins, right? Not It wasn't like Belichick and Josh, Josh was smart enough. Tom would be like, what the fuck are you doing texting that guy for?
2: I, I think, to your point, A, because they don't have the ammo, and B, because he is still a pretty damn good player. The Derek Carr on the Colts right now, uh, while it might be the Colts' first desire, does not feel like their most likely option. But I think part of being the Niners is you might just have to wait through that a little bit. I do think if you're the Niners, and you see Carson Wentz get traded for two-thirds and a second-round pick swap, and one of the thirds could become a second. You and I, we've done it before. The internet debated whether or not Jimmy's better than Carson Wentz or not. Carson beat him. Jimmy's more likable. Blah, blah, blah. I think Carson's more likely to carry the football team to nine wins than Jimmy is. I don't think there's any question about that. But if you're the Niners and you saw that trade, you had to think to yourself, we got a shot here. At minimum, you had to think to yourself, we don't have to be desperate here. In the next few days, something might present itself to us as long as there's more than one team that needs a quarterback. with you know, The Colts are a high-pressure uh, market right now. At least they should be feeling a little heat. The Steelers are a win-now organization. The Seahawks, while I don't think they're a place for Jimmy, are kind of in a weird spot, and they could – be a factor just for the quarterback dominoes so i could understand a feeling like maybe you have a little leverage here if you're the 49ers more than i than maybe we thought when jimmy got a surgery and and that,
4: that's why i do agree with the slow play in it right now just let them kind of
2: go back and forth all
4: these teams let them get on their heels a little bit all right, here's, but it does have a finite date to it that's my that's my ultimate take.
2: Yeah, it can change your patience changes to desperation really quickly.
4: Especially if some of them pivot. Like, what if I tell you that you know, breaking news: the Saints have just signed Mr. Biskey to a one-year, ten million-dollar contract. Right. Like they're not gonna. They, they still might. somebody else then, the do draft. the Colts?
2: Then acquire Jamus? Would
4: well, you see Jameis working out in the medicine ball? He's always doing weird workouts.
2: J- Jamus's workouts a savior. Uh, okay, there's also this from Schrager.
6: Here's my thing on Jimmy right now.
2: Nope, we did that one already. There's also this on Schrager, on Pat McAfee.
6: I think San Francisco's in no rush.
2: No, we did that one already. Let's go back to the right one. Here is McAfee-Schrager.
6: Yes, it makes sense for the Colts, but it also would make sense for New Orleans. It also would make sense for Carolina. It also might make sense for a host of other teams. So whereas, yes, all right, let's go. Let's go get Jimmy there's a market for Jimmy Garoppolo and if you're the Indianapolis Colts who have now had five quarterbacks in five years are you the ones who are going to offer without a first round pick enough to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo who by the way is on a one-year deal are we doing this again are we are we getting a quarterback again in a final year of his contract I just am not sure Indianapolis is the lead dog on the Jimmy Garoppolo stakes a for what they can give up and B, whether that's what they want, another one year stop gap with a quarterback, yeah. and then we gotta do this again next
3: year.
2: McAfee's mumbling is so good in all these clips. Uh, and his tank top. But I'll take it a step further than what Schrager said, John, on five quarterbacks in five years. This is gonna be the fifth in five years. Wentz, Rivers, Brissett, Luck, backwards, and then whoever is this year, five and five. But the the year before Brissett. Was luck. The year before luck was Brissette. The year before Brissette was luck. The year before that, Hasselbeck, M- Matt started Tim? It was Matt. it was Matt. Matt started more games than luck did in 2015. Hasselbeck yeah, remembered he, he got injured, right? Luck started seven, yeah. So the last time the Colts have had the same quarterback lead them in starts in back to back years was 2013. 2014 paid manny oh that was luck no it was luck but that's the last time it's happened so when he talks about are you are you gonna do another one year potentially if you're indie now maybe you don't maybe you like jimmy and he's not a one year but uh, that's when he says that right there i think the i don't think the colts are the league dog on jimmy like you listen to that clip and you go god maybe, maybe the colts are willing to do something crazy for Derek carr
4: yeah, but to me, they just don't have the ammo. I, I, they would rather have Derek Carr than Jimmy Garoppolo, but they don't have a first-round pick. And to me, not having a first-round pick, if I was Josh McDaniels under no... Sur- I, you talk talking career suicide. I actually don't think... I, I get what Schrager's saying. Could they do another one-year deal? I, th- I bet, like you just mentioned a little earlier, there is a tangible pressure on that franchise right now. Like, we got all these fucking Pro Bowlers. Pro Bowl guard, Pro Bowl... Uh, running back, Pro Bowl D-lineman, Pro Bowl linebacker, pro bowl like and these are legitimate Pro Bowlers, right? These aren't like, well, seven guys bowed out and Mac Jones in the Pro Bowl. These are first ballot. Everyone goes Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. We have a sweet team. So to me, it's like, you know, is it ideal to go Jimmy Garoppolo, fifth quarterback in five years? Well, we're probably not getting some guys like this guy's gonna be our quarterback for the next four years. Because honestly. Most people thought that with Carson Wentz, when they got Carson Wentz, I'm like, well, even if this goes a little weird, you got him for a couple of years, figure it out, and I'd say the majority of the year, it's like, well, they're gonna, they're fine with Carson for the next couple of years, and then the way it ended, why not just if you go, well, Jimmy just got the Niners to the playoffs, if he can just get to the playoffs, we'll worry about next year, next year, wouldn't that be your mindset? Like, I, obviously, you'd rather have sign get Derek Carr and sign him for four years. That's not more than likely going to be an option.
2: Yes, I do think. I do think. I, mean, I just think you gotta live to kind time. of
4: in the in the moment, almost,
2: with Jimmy. I, I also think you could say, you know, how do you get a first rounder? If you're Indy, you have now two thirds. Plus, you have a you have the forty second pick, the the tenth pick of the second round. Could you get a first rounder with some of what you got from Carson, and then use that first rounder as part of a package to get Derek? Would you rather do that than trade? You know, I don't know what <laughs> a, a third. We'll get to Jimmy's value. Um, a second for Jimmy Garoppolo, where you know Derek Carr is the quarterback of this franchise for the next seven years. We're if gonna... somehow
4: they pulled off that, that'd be an incredible move.
2: They would extend him immediately. They right? would, yeah. And I think, look, what I just read—they haven't had the same quarterback start the most game, uh, lead them in starts in back-to-back years since 2013, 2014. I understand why he'd be worth more to the Colts in that situation.
4: I and so you'd go all the options then. Non an established, you know. I bet they were sniffing around Matt Ryan, right? To me, Matt Ryan could just give him a couple years. Like really, Matt Ryan. I saw some it kind of floating out there. Like that would make some sense. You just get rid of Carson, and you just get a normal guy, some physical flaws, but just gives you a quarterback for a couple years, right? In a dome with a really good team, a good defense. I actually think Matt Ryan makes some sense. Because all How about this one, they don't have the, They don't have the. I think they would take that. Evans says, I, I, "How about I, Captain
2: I, Kirk to the Colts?"
4: I think Cousins has some similarities with Carson. Yeah, not as a player, but like the religious element. Does he get? All, do people like him? You know, well, I think Matt Ryan would feel like Philip Rivers immediately again. I Think, no wonder Frank. Do you know when? I remember the off before they got Carson. It was like, you know, we wouldn't mind Philip coming back. I think they realized, like, yeah, he's he's old, but it's like still a lot better than probably anything we're gonna get, right? Yeah, yeah. And what
2: also, happened? He got led him to the playoffs. Also if you're if you're the Vikings cousins on the last year of his contract this year. If you're if you're their new head coach, you kind of you think you can win some games with him. That'll be an interesting one by the way. He's Don't you a, think you could make the wild card if you're the Vikings? Why wouldn't you just keep him? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I you know what his cap hit is this year? 32? 45. Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. And he's an unrestricted free agent after the year. Cousins that since that
4: first year he got franchised up till this year guys made a lot of money.
2: Made a ton of money. <laughs>
4: I mean, that guy's made like Bryce Harper money. Think I mean, franchise, franchise. 86 million, 60 million. And the franchise franchise was like 50 million combined cuz it was you know, that was like 14-15. That guy's banked a lot of cash.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs>
4: Jesus. I
2: I think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback for the football team than Jimmy Garoppolo is. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback for the Colts than Carson Wentz is. I agree. So uh, I get it. And I also get you just got this extra third. You got the second round pick swap. Let's talk about value because this has been an ongoing conversation with us and with a lot of people. And I'll just I'll pull up. It might be hard to see on the YouTube, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll go through some of it here. We did a video um, on – we did a YouTube-only stream on um, Wednesday, for those of you that missed it. And at the bottom of the video about Jimmy, we had a question. Do you think the knives can get more or less than the Colts just got for Carson Wentz? I'll just read you some of the replies. Less. He damaged his trade value even more after the surgery. They should just take whatever they can get and move on. Another. Evan, less, and as long as we can get off his money off the books before free agency, it's cool. Next, way more. You guys are way overrating Carson Wentz. That dude is so low intangible, it's not even funny. Nobody likes Carson as a player on any team, and he can't win a must-win game against the freaking Jags. I don't care if Carson's healthy. He stinks. Some merit to that comment. (laughs) Next comment. Steelers send this year's third and a 2023 fourth rounder. I do that. Next comment, which would not be more. That'd be less. That'd be less. That'd, That'd be less. That'd be less. Uh, next comment, more. Jimmy's better than Wentz. Next comment, has to be more. Word on the street is the Niners are asking for two twos. Says ooey gooey Dewey. Is uh, that actually but, the guy's name? Ooey gooey Dewey. Ooey gooey <laughs> <laughs> like Uh that. Next comment, less for sure or maybe the same. Two thirds that becomes a second. Sergio on the YouTube comment. Reply, uh, he's worth more than once, especially since he is the last decent piece, which is also a good point, unless unless you're counting car. So. Mixed, I would say,
4: I, I know this, I don't think he's worthy of a second round pick or two threes, but I will fully admit the possibility of being shell shocked by what they get. And I will say the Niners, that's a no brainer deal. I will also say the Colts, the Saints, the Steelers, that's pretty insane. Like, that's going to be my take. Do I want the Niners to get the most possible? Of course I do. Because that means their team's sweeter, and that means they can make another playoff run, and that means we can do huge numbers, and it was fucking awesome. And that means everyone that I know, 99% of them are 49er fans, are happy as pig and shit. I'm cool with it. I, I want them to be sweet. I hope they trade them for 2-2s. Two but we can also be objective and say, that would be insanity. That would be nuts. I would say if they got a three and a two, it'd be like, how is that humanly possible? But listen, I I got a text yesterday that like, someone told them and they're like, I even think it's crazy, but there's a two on the table. So like, I'm prepared to be, Khalil Mack just got traded for a two. If Jimmy, and I get quarterbacks are much more important than pass rushers and there's a supply demand issue. There's also a a draft issue, right? I think it's widely considered as like, is Desmond Ritter the best? Like that's where we're at. (laughs) So... That's part of it. It's not like last year where it's like, well, worst case, we can get Mac Jones, who basically is Jimmy Garoppolo. He was the fifth quarterback taken last year. That's not the case this year. So that's adding to this frenzy. But man, I, I props to the Niners. They're able to pull that shit off. Because if you get a second round pick, so you acquired him for a second, you got a second, and you got all everything in the middle, like that's it'd be one of the most incredible transactions I've ever seen. Because part of it is like, I don't think he's worthy of that. Now, I think the argument from just people in the league, it's just like, yeah, it's just quarterback. People get desperate. It's like, I get it, but pretty risky for the team acquiring him. Yeah,
2: I mean, you don't think he's worth that? There's, you don't think he's worth that in a bubble, right? But as you acknowledge, this market's different. Let's just come up with a number here. Let's say that he becomes a Pittsburgh Steeler. That would be pick fifty-two. Okay, that's the Steelers' second-round pick, and they got their
4: first-round pick. First round pick so it's like it's not like that's their first pick of the
2: draft. That's right. The Steelers have the twentieth pick. Um, so if you're Pittsburgh, I say you're at fifty-two. You need a quarterback. How do you get a quarterback? And we go through the list. All right, guys, yeah. let's write it on the chalkboard. How do we get a quarterback? Well, we could draft one. Okay, cool. Uh, do we like any of these guys to play right now? The last took, time we draft, what round was Mason Rudolph taken? I think Is he third. a third rounder. Yeah, and I they mean, were, it's not hasn't gone great, right? So. I I can see how you talk and you go, well, I mean, guys, he he gets hurt a lot. And I'm like, yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, he played through the injuries this year. Ben gets hurt a lot too. And we've dealt with that. The other thing would be like, well, I mean, okay, he's hurt right now. Well, I know doctor says the shoulder surgery is good. Don, Yee says it's good. He's going to be back by July 4th. Not a lot of risk in it. And someone goes, well, I don't know. It makes me a little uncomfortable. What if we offer him a third? And then if he's our opening day starter, that becomes our second in the following year. I guess you couldn't do that before the trade, before the so draft. It no, two picks. Never mind. Yeah. See, I, that's a, that's a difficult. Why tr- I, I, you would say two like picks why would be, you have, wouldn't
4: two picks be on the table for Jimmy. That's why I think it's going to be two may, picks.
2: Yeah. And maybe one of them is instead of a percent, if I were the Irish, I'd push, forget about a percentage of starts. Let's just say, is he like ready by week one? Is he your opening day starter? Right. Donnie's saying he's going to be good to go. Let's just do opening day starter. See your opening day starter. Yeah. But to me, you're not going a huge bump off that.
4: Like it's pretty to me that the the value to me, there is an element of like like the real estate deal. It's about comps. So worst case or I mean, like the Wentz thing, the 70 percent. Now they've used it twice. Like I think that would if I was if I'm training for Jimmy, it's like, hey, guys, we've just seen like how you get contingencies like that's it. Yeah. We might change the percentage. It might go from 65 or to 85, maybe not 70. But, like, the one thing the Wentz thing has done is sent somewhat of a baseline, whether you think Jimmy is above that baseline or below it. Like, he's in that, that neighborhood, right? That's where it's like, that's kind of crazy. And, but we thought the Wentz deal was crazy. So maybe we just got to be prepared. Like, he just might get traded for a second and a contingent third the following year. Like, that might just happen.
2: And it wouldn't the, happen last year,
4: right? Because the one thing J- Jimmy has going for him is the character stuff, which is very, very important. And the teams we're listing, we know the Steelers value it. The Colts literally ran him out of town because he didn't have it. And, uh, you know, in our short time around Dennis Allen, like Dennis Allen is into that stuff. So it's like, and obviously I think the Saints, now Mickey's kind of a got a little like Al Davis to him, it feels like him and Sean did, but I, Dennis a little stiffer. Now, maybe he's loosened up around Sean. You know, Dan Campbell loosened up a little bit, so who, who knows? But I, I do think Jimmy's value is aided by, like, he's a dude's dude, man. He's got dude qualities, which is, again, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic tongue-in-cheek about it, but it's fucking important. Like, Wentz is getting run out of town. Run out of town because people can't stand him. He threw 27 touchdowns last year, and they're like, get this guy out of here.
2: And to your point on that one, it might specifically have been Jim Ursay was like, get this guy out of here, right? Who knows? Yeah, but
4: that, that article was like Frank was apologized I to Ursay.
2: I, I well, think because- I do think Frank and Chris were like, God, this guy's worse than we thought. Yeah. I I um I think it's important. Like I said the other day, when you fire a coach who's a hard ass, you tend to hire a coach who's a lover. And both Pittsburgh and Indianapolis are coming off of, you know, Carson. I don't. It's not fair to Ben Roethlisberger to put him in Carson's category. Roethlisberger's not, been a lot cooler,
4: I'd say, the second half of his
2: career. Yeah, I'm not. But it's just he. It was high maintenance quarterback, right? Is that fair to say?
4: Well, yeah. I I, I feel like the latter half of his like the the last seven eight years, like who how many? It feels like a lot of guys liked him. A B hated him, but I'd say that one aged on Ben's side. I'm not really trying to defend Ben. I think he was. He could be dramatic and stuff, but I think as a guy with his teammates, it, but again, I don't have that close. I, my guess,
2: I would just say like organizationally, he probably wasn't easy. No, yeah. Would you yeah.
4: agree with that? But I, but I think it's Russell's not easy. Aaron's not easy. Obviously, those guys are elite, and Roethlisberger for a long time was. I think teams don't mind. Like, listen, I get a little drama if it's a quarterback. I think it was Carson. Like. The fucking guard would be like this guy, man. You know, and the quarterback coach is like, Jesus Christ, I'm telling at least you bet hey, Ben, throw it to the air. Ben would be like, okay. Carson would be like, no, I think I like the other route. It said Carson wouldn't listen to people. The the I, point I I'm Car- making is, I think Carson's kind of an outlier and it's even yes, will say
2: I, things. No, I agree. The point I'm making is just if you fire an employee who's always late, the number one quality you're looking for in the next employee is someone who's reliable. The the difference though, I would say, in the Roethlisberger situation is like, okay, let's
4: just agree that he's a little drama filled over career, which is not debatable. I mean, he is. They have he's disappeared on them a little bit, and they saw what the other side looks like. They're like, we, yeah. we do need a quarterback. That's true. So it's like it's it's not like they've transitioned, but they also missed him over the years. And like, God damn, it sucks having randos. It's true.
2: We don't want to go to the Duck Hodges world again. Moose, so uh, Moose on the stream. Who's your favorite to land Jimmy now? Uh, my get. I'm gonna go Saints. Saints. Why Saints? Need a
4: quarterback. I, I think they'll value that stuff. You know they they have a quarterback right. They've had a guy with. I mean, one of the great dude quality. Like Drew Brees is known as like greatest teammate ever. People loved him. De- I think Dennis Allen will push for that. They're not like. You know, the Colts and the Steelers are gonna be desperate to win. Like, we wanna be competitive. Like you get to nine wins, Dennis Allen's first year goes nine and eight. I don't think it would be the worst thing. Like Jimmy can just keep them kinda of going in the right direction. I see the Steelers having bigger dreams. And the Colts I, I don't I'm, I just I don't even know what to make of them.
2: I'm gonna go indie. I'm gonna go indie. I think they when you zig one way, you gotta zag after that and Jimmy is a, is a zag from Carson. I don't think they have great options, but I think they need they need somebody. Like they need someone more than the Steelers do. I, I
4: just wonder if, if they get Jimmy and then Jimmy gets injured and he misses five games and they end up going 7 and 10 cuz they had to play backup quarterbacks. Like does everyone get fired? Like, well, what are go, their options at this point? No, I know, but you just go, are we hitching our careers to Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Now, if I told well, you they, I mean, Jim I told you Chris, Bab- guys, you guys are fine. If I told you Chris Ballard got fired next year because they went seven and ten with Jimmy
2: Garoppolo, do you think he would immediately get hired again? Yeah, I, I I could see her being like, guys, this is we're good. Just do what you think is right. You're not getting fired next year if Jimmy gets hurt. Frank, you might if you do some weird shit, but Chris, I <laughs> you, you've drafted enough good players. I mean, he doesn't want to do that again. I think he thinks he's got a solid.
4: He should. I mean, they do. I know people think they're overrated, but like it's he drafted seven Pro Bowlers or signed like he knows what he's doing.
2: Yeah, the question is solid. Can he get great? Well, he's hit only, a lot of doubles. There's only one way time. to get.
4: There's only one way to get great, right? Yeah, you can't get great without the quarterback. And and Jimmy doesn't solve that. Jimmy doesn't solve great. Their problem is they're never shitty enough to like be like in the mix for Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. That's their problem.
2: Right now, they would take just playoffs over great though.
4: Well, yeah. I wonder, do you think, let's say they beat the Jags, but then get bounced in the first round, do they still maybe move on from Carson? Yeah, you know, that article, did you read that article on The Athletic about him? It did a skim this morning at 6 a.m. under the covers.
2: One of the things, oh, was like, it wasn't just the Jags, it was also getting beat by the Raiders, and it was also just him. So, yes, I, I think he's still gone, even if they beat the Jags and lose in the first round of the playoffs.
4: Feels like he's not a big listener when they tell him to do stuff football-wise. Like, hey, man, don't do that. Or like, hey, when when we get this covered, do that. And Carson's like, actually, I felt I was out there. And I know we said we're going to do this, but I kind of like this. I feel like that's that's what I always heard in Philly. Mm. It's There's a difference between being stubborn. Because I bet Peyton Manning and Tom and Drew Brees and Phillip, like, they push. I think Carson like w- won't listen. They said he won't take hard coaching. I think people think that's like he won't handle getting screamed at. I don't believe that's the case. I don't think he handles, like when they say hard coaching, like they push him to do stuff and he pushes back, no, I'm going to do the other thing. Like what, what are we doing? And it doesn't, it gets, it looks weird. It looks Can you imagine so if weird. you hammer something all week, he's like, oh yeah, and then he does something different. He's like, yeah, I just felt like doing something different. If it happens once, like whatever, but I, I mean, it happens to Jimmy, but it felt like if Carson, it happens a lot. <sighs>
2: All right, John, speaking of uh, getting good people, oh. indeed.com slash ham, get good people, get your MVPs, no matter how your last game went. Anytime you take the field, you need the shot of greatness. Give your team the best shot by recruiting and winning over more MVPs with indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Right now you get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post. Yep, guy. Indeed delivers four times more hires.
4: Than all other job sites combined. Indeed makes it easy to hire great. If you're listening to this, you run a business, you're in charge of HR, you guys are looking for employees. We know, you know, a lot of people out there on the open market. This is like never been a better time to run a business. Look for free agents. A lot of people, a lot of people on the move, guy. And that's where our friends at Indeed join more than three million businesses. Three million worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. You you need your JC Jackson, you need your Allen Robinson.
2: You need your Khalil Mack. They're probably on Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. With Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than other candidates who only see it in a search. When you're like, we're having trouble finding good people. Well, go with Instant Match. Right now, $75 $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post indeed.com slash ham offer valid through March 31st indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before March 31st indeed.com slash ham terms and conditions apply need to hire you need
1: indeed. indeed save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Jerry Jones getting sued by a secret daughter, says Killer Demo on the stream. You and I were talking about that story yesterday. Turns out secret daughter and and mom, not a secret, we're both on a show called like uh, rich in Dallas or something like that, like a few years ago. And the daughter's thing was like, lives off the trust fund. But like, it wasn't exactly clear whose trust fund. And uh, yeah, I didn't get all, I, I read this, I read this long story cause I thought I'd get some like juicy details. And I, I honestly walked away more confused than I came into the story. So with. you think there's a
4: chance that the mom was a higher up Dallasite just to begin with.
2: Well, no, the story was like she was in the process of getting divorced from a husband in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's hard, I, but I think maybe the money came from Jerry, and maybe Jerry has added money to keep the silence over the years, I think. Be,
4: or, or just being a good guy, just pumping a little cash, get her a new car. You know,
2: James, Henn- James on the stream says, Big Rich Texas. Yeah, that was the name of the show that they were gotcha. on. Socialite situation. But they were on this show recently no it, i well see that's what i thought and then i looked it was like 2012 so i, I okay so it's you 10 just, years ago so maybe she was a teenager you know she's 25 now 50, I, don't, I don't know i you don't know Yeah, jerry just needs a little loving it's hard to hard to put the pieces of that of that puzzle together uh by the way john this on the stream from henry m why can't we super chat you you know, we've gone back and forth on this, Henry. How much do you want to super chat us? The question is like, <clears throat> if we did super chat, would we make 50 bucks or would we make a thousand bucks? Because I don't want to do it for 50 bucks, but you know, you do five super chats in a week and 50 bucks. You know, I we have it. What, what somebody tell me this what is the benefit to the cons- like what's the benefit to the chatter? Well, I see, get- I, I
4: see one major difference too the with us, and I think a lot people I've seen use super chats is we run a business here so as you see there are other ads beside the ads that you have to wait to get access to us which not a big deal we all do it watching anything on YouTube but like we're we got several avenues that's of true. Money we
2: re- read ads during the stream
4: and we've always felt uncomfortable because we you know lucky enough to be in a position you know because of you guys that we don't have to just ask for money you know I'm not saying homeless style but that's super chat again I, I'm not judging anyone that does it's
2: just hasn't been our deal, you know. I, 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 we've talked about like I'm not s- anti-money is money, guys, says Andrew. Iceman says Grant Cohn rich off super chat. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. I mean Ed Kruger's gonna get rich off super chat too, <laughs> yeah. from what we see. They they but they see they would die for those sleep rates. I'll promise you that. Super chat is mostly the chat just supporting you. Super chat sets a market for how much. You want the streamer to see your message, like if you have a burning question, Andre. You ain't getting my money.
4: We don't want it, Andre. We just want you to be here. Tell your friends. Hey, Tell I, your enemy. again.
2: I I am. We haven't done it. It doesn't mean we haven't thought about it or talked about it as recently as yesterday.
3: <laughs> if we're
4: I, being honest, I I, I I have felt comfortable with our position pretty consistently.
2: I dip every once in a while, but I. It's not anything that gnaws at me. Well, I think part of it, like you said, is we know we do, and this is part of the podcast, like you sit through the ad, we read ads on the thing already. So in some ways, that is some version of of that. We ask you to support some of the sponsors and you do, which we appreciate. And that is some version of that. Um, but we never want to just totally know. cut off another revenue source. No, I, I, to be clear, like you're not talking shit about Super Chat. We've thought about it. We've gone back and forth. We haven't done it. And I don't know that we will or that we won't, but at this point we haven't. Yeah. Again, we, we have, like, for as an example, right now I am wearing, we we do indeed. We did Sleep Number. You guys go to those websites. We appreciate that. Like, that is um, patronizing our sponsors, which I always thought was a funny thing to say because I thought patronizing was always like mean, but it means something different when you're being mm. a patron. Was it like, Patreon? I, like, you but there's right? also Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like Substack. Pa- but wasn't Patreon something like that too? Yeah, Patreon is yeah, you can subscribe. We could do like Patreon only content, which is a yeah. thing. Um but like right now, I I don't think you are. I am wearing a hoodie that is going to be this company that I'm wearing. I've actually worn their stuff when I when we weren't getting paid. They're going to be a sponsor on the podcast next week. So don't we'll begin. tell you who they are next week. And um you know, hopefully, some. I, I'll say this, like, I believe in this company. I wear their shit a lot. I have a lot of their stuff. You have their stuff. You really liked it because you. we both wear the hoodies like Sunday or whatever it was. Um, I have multiple hoodies. I got shirts. I got T-shirts. I've got long sleeves. I'll show you some of this. If you go, you can go back through old videos to see that I wear this stuff. So I'm pretty fired up for this company that's next week. And, um, you know, hopefully some of you guys will buy some of their stuff. And yeah. th- that'll be that'll be cool. So, uh, middle, uh, Alter Ego says, Middlecoff, how are you feeling about John Rahm's first round? 300, all I can ask for. I got him in draft games. Did you bet money on him? Yeah, I put $350 on him. <laughs> to win? I just went all in. I just... What is that? What What is the odds? Like, 8 to 1?
4: No, it, it was 14 to 1. So, I was like, you know, it's just fuck it. Pays five like it. Uh, five five Gs. I also have some... You know, I got some other flyers out there, too, though. I feel... You know, a little Brian Harmon, the little lefty, little ball yeah. guy. Yeah. I got him the top 10 at 10 to 1. He's played well here. It's hard. I mean, these crazy rainstorms tomorrow, like the second half of the wave, you know, usually both waves. They get the morning, then the afternoon, and it flip-flops, right? The the afternoon guys then go in the morning on Friday, and the morning guys go in the afternoon. Well, only the morning guys play today, so only the afternoon guys are probably going to play tomorrow. They're still going to need to play they're gonna have to play all day Saturday and then to do a cut Saturday and then probably play one round Sunday and then like it's all gonna it's gonna be hard to tell like the vi the the flow I don't get the flow going right now I don't know who stands where like Jordan Speed hasn't even teed off
2: <laughs> how about by the way a second thing I was thinking about before we get back to some uh some NFL stuff in 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 other sports like baseball or the NFL it's like You know, John got John Middlecoff gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame playing your Hall of Fame visit for eight months from now. Golf was like. Tuesday, Tigers in the Hall of Fame Wednesday, here's Tiger. He's in the Hall of Fame. Here's the ceremony. I was like, wait a second. What what is going on? Well, I I didn't
4: really know much about it either, but I don't think it's like the other sports because it's before the players, which is the players event. I, I think it's I think the the setup is literally right there. I think this always happens, but it's most time it's like Mark Kalkovecchia goes, you know, it's just, it's not, it's just not the same. Now, I just wish I knew ahead of time to like get ready to watch the Tiger speech. Yeah, to me, they just have a family motto. Did you hear, I mean, Earl told Tiger and then Tiger tells Sam and they all say it, it's uh, train hard, fight easy.
2: (laughs) What does that mean? Fight easy. Which is like, like it's tra- easy to fight. Once well, you've like, trained hard. Gotcha.
4: Well, it's, it was a it was a green beret thing. Train hard, fight easy. And Tiger just implemented that like in sports. Like you train hard, the games gotcha. are easy. I mean, guy, he told a story last night that like you know they grew up broke. One thing that's cool about Tiger watching them, like most of these guys on the tour, at least a large percentage of them are country club kids. Like his dad did not have money. Well, they used to play on this course. The like uh, you know the the Marine base or whatever had a shitty course, but you weren't allowed to play on the course if you weren't ten, if you weren't older than ten. So Earl would always tell him to go sneak to like hole two or whatever. And then when they would catch balls, he told him, taught him sniper tricks. How and Tiger talked about it. You cover yourself with foliage, and you could see when Tiger would start talking about it. He was six years old. So when the older guys would come through, they wouldn't notice the young guy was out there, and you could see like the power of Tiger, like doing sniper routines in 1983 on some Marine base as a six year old future golf star. And it just, like, I, I really thought it was really powerful. Like, listen, Tiger, when he was young, really weird, right, just in terms of he had no friends, he was just focused on winning. Two things he's really passionate about that's very relatable is his love for his parents, like his mom. And uh, you could tell he got choked up a couple times looking at his mom, but even thinking, like, his dad not being there and his own kids, I I do think it's the most relatable quality any human can have, right? The love of your parents and the love of your children. And that is like when Tiger starts doing that, and I saw a couple golf people, like I've been covering Tiger my entire life. I have never once seen him in an uncomfortable spot, one, slow down, and two, break down. And it was just, I, I think he's become very, and I think Kobe got like this, which sucked, because obviously he passed away, but like became very comfortable in their own skin. It was like, Obviously, they're not that relatable. Like, Tiger still gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, Kobe was doing, you know, working harder. Than, but the way they just talked about something that we all can relate to, like their family, it was like, God, I, I... It's just their most relatable quality. And it makes them very normal.
2: Tigers faced death. Obviously, Kobe died. But I think it happens, you know, for those two guys who were such great competitors there's probably a portion of your career when you're in your prime where you don't want to share anything. You don't want to give anybody an advantage. And as you age, you're a little more willing to share, whether with its competitors or just the public. I think sometimes you feel like, I don't want to give anybody any piece of any information about me because it could be used against me. And I, I think that's the beauty of well, know, having those guys around. I think, <clears throat> I think the, the I thing those around. two
4: guys share is like 20, 21 years old. They were wired like a crazy guy in his mid 30s. Like, I'm just trying to win chips, do everything possible. This thing is like, could end at any moment, even though they were 21. And all these people are like, just be a 21 year old. Like, you can think like that when you're like 29, if you get really focused. They aged in reverse, (laughs) right? Like, you listen to that book. Like, Tom Brady was drinking beer and hanging out up until like his late 20s, and then it flipped. Those guys both chilled with age. It was like, God, you know, Tigers, he got older, he got cool. Like, even Kobe, like, the cool, older he got, like, he would just start giving us all his tips. They they, they flip-flopped. Yeah. Be- because at 19, 20, 21 they were thinking, like, like, they are Bill Belichick or something. It's like, why is this guy so serious? You know? Relax. But they, they couldn't. And then you watch them when they were older. It's like, could, but they couldn't. They wouldn't have known how to do it. They wouldn't have become what they became. But they actually were way more likable. It, I mean, If you were a Laker fan, you liked Kobe the whole time. Tiger was more universally liked. But I just mean like, I think people could see themselves in each guy when they were like 41 years old talking. Obviously, you know, Kobe passed away. But I I thought those last couple years of his life, it was like,
2: this Kobe's pretty cool. I know. Rob says, meanwhile, here's Tom Brady spending five weeks weeks with his kid and he's over it. (laughs) Mr. Corey says, you guys have talked non-football for like 30 minutes, LOL. No, I've got the notes here. It's been 11. All right. Back to something else, John. This is Richard Sherman on his podcast.
5: Gonna, are they going to put Geno out there? Are they going to put Drew Locke out there? No, they're not. They're not. They're not. Gonna, not not on purpose. They're setting themselves up to be in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. I think that these pieces that they're putting together are the pieces that they're going to need to work with the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. I think that Pete will assume the best and think that Deshaun's legal issues will get resolved in the near future before the draft and they can make a trade with the Houston, Texas using some of the pieces, not all of them, some of the pieces that they just got uh, for Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson gets a fresh start.
4: Before well, we, we dive rough. into the oh. context, I really appreciate now Richard might, his career might be over, but I think him and Draymond are the best of this. Name me an active player. They're like drew lock fucking Geno Smith. <laughs> no way bro they, players don't ever even though you know on the record like between themselves they talk a lot of shit about other players but like Richard's like damn rolling out Geno Smith like oh. who just who just openly talks like basically saying those two guys suck they're yeah. in the league you know Yeah,
2: but he said it in a pretty professional way no, he wasn't I, I, no I'm not yet. trying
4: I, I, I just enjoy Richard it's just and he's been like this now for a couple of years Draymond's even way more over the top, corrupt, like openly this. talk, <laughs> ripping people, which, yeah. which is how people talk. Like the, players talk, like fans too. Now he has there's context here. I right? just he just knows the way Pete thinks, right? I mean, he spent a lot of time yeah. around him.
2: Yeah. So he yeah. now was that podcast that was from before Russell Wilson got traded or after?
4: Uh, I think they did a podcast
2: like maybe either that day. Yeah, it so was, that's from the Russ trade. The, tr- the trade had happened. Yeah. So he's talking about Deshaun Watson. And the Seahawks. And I, and I think from like a Niner's perspective, I think you have to be prepared for them to get Deshaun Watson. You have to prepare like the Seahawks are going to be good this year. You have to have the appropriate fear, as Steve Kerr likes to say. I think it's a great line. Like hope you this, can't prepare, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, <laughs> you have to prepare like Drew Locke is not going to be the quarterback you're going to see. So whatever that means, whether that means pass rushers, JC Jackson, whatever, you have to prepare like somebody's going to be throwing the ball to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It's going to make your life hard. I, I completely agree with Richard <clears throat> from the sense that P. Carroll's seven years old. To think that he's
4: just cool with like resetting and going through a couple tough years, no chance. Even though he's a young looking 70. That's that's not the way he's wired. He's gonna try to compete. I mean, his whole thing's always compete, but like he's gonna try to win. There's a difference between when he first got there, they had to like go through it all. That was a true rebuild. Remember when Pete Carroll first got to Seattle and left SC, I think they set like an NFL record in transactions in a year. It was insane. Trades, cuts, they were just they were operating like Farhan with the 40 man roster. I, I, I do believe that they are gonna be very, very aggressive to get Deshaun. Now, Deshaun has a no trade clause. Now, obviously, you know, we'll find out more on Friday what the hell's going on with his life. But I get, I, I mean, Pete's probably a probably pretty good salesman. But do you think that he was just 100%? Because I think most people view their team sucking. So it's like part of to okay, get me, but you have to give you the ninth pick. Now you got some good offensive fine.
2: Seattle doesn't want that pick anyway.
4: No, I know. But if you're Deshaun, like, where, where do we get good players? Like well, what are teams? your
2: options, Deshaun? Let's say, the, let's say you can play football again.
4: Well, that's his only option, then yeah. I mean, it's, he
2: wants to be in Miami, but... Does Miami's Miami, off. Er,
4: I think, didn't Chris Greer say they shut the door on that?
2: Yeah, and Pittsburgh basically said, and the Bucs, uh, uh, Arian said, ah, it's more of an organizational decision. A lot of people have shut the door. I told someone this today,
4: though, if, uh, oh, I was on with Gottlieb. If tomorrow, because he's like, what about the optics of Deshaun, even if tomorrow it all disappears? Like, I, I don't know the legality. Well, let's just say tomorrow. It's all away, and he's just... He's innocent or, you know, it's just he has no more charges against him. He's just like any normal other human in society that is, doesn't have a people coming after. him. I don't believe there are any optics anymore. I believe he would be fair game for every team that was interested in him. Do you agree with that? Or do you think the optics carry over even if it all goes away without him like cutting a check or something?
2: Yeah, I think that I don't think it's zero optics because there's still always the chance of. Isn't there then the chance of like a civil? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i just saying. I'm just have, saying. Let's just say it in my example, it all goes away. It's over. Gotcha. It just turns out that Cal McNair was paying people to lie about Deshaun Watson.
4: That, that would be extreme because that would really oh. exonerate him. Then
2: you could okay. you, you use that. You're I'm not, just saying. Yeah, th- that's extreme because
4: then that's like you'd want to get this guy. You'd want to do him a favor. I'm saying it just goes away. The women.
2: They don't necessarily come out and say they were lying, but it just goes away. It's just he pays the, people. What what if that's no scenario? no he, check? He settles no, no, no check no check. I it's hard, it's really hard to imagine that scenario, right? Because the check there are optics involved in a check, right? Right that's or wrong? Yeah yeah. Because it's like but what's I, the But but if there's no legal proceeding, I think a team then I think then there becomes J- Jerry just paid for the team. former cheerleaders
4: three and a half million dollar two and a half million dollars for just guy peeping through the window. <laughs> I think was his comment. It's different. I mean, it's but uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, the optics thing—if if it gets close to being like going away—I don't know. I don't think there's optics given his position and given the player.
2: Well, I think there's two. Well, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Op- yeah, I think there's optics. I do think there are optics, but I also think there's different levels of optics that teams teams are are willing to to. To go through in order to get a Because in your scenario that McNair paid people to do this
4: against him, I think the optics would would Then everybody's in, back on board. right? And shifting to Deshaun. Like, you got to go get this guy. Yeah. This guy's been screwed. McNair, boot it. He's Donald Sterling 2.0. Kick his ass out. And then be like the new owner be like, can we just keep Deshaun?
2: <laughs> right.
4: Then, I, I think that takes some time.
2: I think what's unique about the Seahawks is that they don't, we'll see what they do, but they don't seem to be in a crazy rush right now. In the way that maybe Indy would be, in the way that Pittsburgh is, well, there's no urgency on Deshaun until this stuff's kind of figured out. Whether that's
4: right. Marr but I'm saying, th- in a month,
2: does Seattle feel like they have an urgency right now to get another quarterback? Unless they're trying to get Derek Carr. No. Why wouldn't they just traded
4: Russell to Derek Carr? Straight up. Yeah, I mean, whatever the,
2: you know. Yeah, yeah. Derek trade Russell one, for Derek.
4: Yeah. You know, for Russell.
2: Yeah. So I don't. I, I think that's one of the – it's weird because on one hand, we do think that, like what Richard said, like Pete's old and Pete isn't trying to lose. But maybe Pete doesn't have a plan. Maybe Pete's just running the Seahawks the best he sees fit. He didn't want to coach Russell Wilson anymore. And it doesn't mean that Pete's sitting there going, I got three more years in me. We got to win before I'm done. Maybe Pete looks at it like, no, I'm 70. I'm a young 70. I'm here for the long haul. We're just going to do whatever it is we do. If we have to play this year with Drew Locke, then we got to play this year with Drew Locke. Right? I maybe that, a, I think he is a vegetarian. Oh, maybe that's how he's looking at it. Like, if I got to play, like, you know what I mean. Like, I think we assume sometimes. You, I think it's possible that Pete's just going. We're just going to do what's good for this football team, and we we got we got a chance to get rid of Russell. We get value. Uh, I, we're going to. I don't, don't think at the,
4: I don't think people at the highest level though, because I've seen it. I you things are out of your control, but you have options and plans. You wouldn't just trade him without having like, no, no, no. I'm not saying scenarios.
2: that I'm saying that Pete doesn't have a plan for I'm retiring in three years. We have to win another Super Bowl before I retire. That's what I, I agree with that Because I think we're like, he's old. He must be trying to win one last time before he retires, but maybe he's not thinking about retiring. Yeah,
4: I, I doubt he is. I think he has like four years left on his contract. Like does Belichick is 70. He doesn't feel like he's going to retire. Does he anytime soon? Saban's 70, doesn't feel like he's... I think part of it, these guys feel... I think Saban said it, like, what am I going to do? Like, I I would imagine if you ask Pete Carroll, he's like, I don't feel any different than I did seven, eight years ago in terms of energy level. Because part of retiring is your love of the game. Do you know what he might tell you? I'm reinvigorated now. I got a new challenge. I got a new competition Tuesdays with Drew Locke and (laughs) Geno Smith.
1: But but even he
4: would know, like... I play these two guys. I'm not making the playoffs. Right. He knows that. If that's my quarterback room, we're in
2: trouble. But maybe he's going to enjoy building again. I I, I don't know. I'm just trying. Well, my ultimate point is the reason they could make some sense is because to me, they can, the Seahawks aren't going to do anything kind of crazy. They can wait till October. I mean, I don't think the Seahawks are in a rush right now. Agreed. That's my, that was my, Uh, okay. I, I feel you there. Eric on the stream says Watson's case is about to be adjudicated. One of my that's favorite a, words. I like that word, too. If he's criminally charged, then he's radioactive and no one will touch him. If they don't press ch- criminal charges, then he might get traded. Yeah. And I'm saying they might press charges. There's a there's a case. And and the Seahawks wait until after that. And then they get him. I'm, uh, I'm I agree there. So uh, I think Richard was almost like, though,
4: He's liable to do it before there's a finality. Well, and Richard, did, did he say before the draft? Is that what he said? No, he just said that Pete will just say that see the best in it and say the situation
5: and believe what their side. You're right. Him. He didn't yeah. say
4: those words, but I, you can. It was clear. No, he was I think. You right. Hold on. Let's, are they going to?
5: Are they going to put Geno out there? Are they going to put Drew Lock out there? No, they're not. They're not. They're not going. Not not on purpose. They're setting themselves up to be in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. I think that these pieces that they're putting together are the pieces that they're going to need to work with the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. I think that Pete will assume the best and think that Deshaun's legal issues will get resolved in the near future before the draft. And they can make a trade with the Houston Texans using some of the pieces, not all of them, some of the pieces that they just got uh, for Russell Wilson.
2: So would, you're right. That, that is what he said. He's saying he thinks Pete would be willing to do a deal. But before you're right, too, before,
5: and before the draft,
4: because their most valuable asset right now is that ninth pick, right? If I give you the ninth pick for Don Watson, that's a very, very valuable pick. Like We talked about, say what you want about the trade, like ultimately the ninth pick is better than both picks, the Niners and the Rams this year, right? So all picks are not equal. We talked about it for years with the Cleo Mack trade. Like that. that is a specific pick like you know the number on it so if I'm the Texans you're drafting three and you get nine and you're getting rid of a player that's not playing for you anyway so maybe I give you a nine and two twos because no one else is trading for him right now right you could and you could turn nine into like 15 add a, you know another two and there's no end in sight no end in sight not How on could, purpose could they turn down nine
2: and two twos I mean, they've waited this long. Is there ever a scenario where they get nothing? Deshaun Watson just out of the league. I think you'd have
4: to just—is it—is it worth even risking that? You could argue well, just that's the, that's pick, the pick nine and next year's one. Now, if you give us Deshaun Watson, more than likely, like we're going to win nine games minimum.
2: Well, I'll tell you, it is. If we're doing multiple picks, which you're right, obviously would be. It's the perfect situation for for picks that. Uh, uh, conditional picks. Oh, yeah. Nine and two twos, and one of those twos becomes a one if he's eligible to play by October 1st. I agree. Something but remember,
4: like the Dolphins wanted to do stuff like that, and the Texans wouldn't.
2: Yeah, it's true.
4: I mean, the Texans, how, how long are you going to stay greedy here, Casario? Yeah. Easter B's like, we'll just pray on it.
2: They're, they're, meanwhile, like Deshaun's out there walking around at camp making sure he doesn't get docked pay.
4: Remember they put him at like Scout Team Safety, if I remember correctly. David Kelly did.
2: So I don't um one other thing here, John. There was this story. I'm all over the place today. There's this story. Rich Eisen mentioned Colts targeting Derek Carr in a blockbuster trade. They're going to try and go YOLO for Derek Carr. We just want to get that in there. We already Good talked luck. about it a little bit in the yeah, show today, I,
4: but. I just I, I don't think it's possible. They just do not have a first round pick.
2: Like there is, if you were going to trade Derek Carr, under no they circumstances. they have two thirds in a second. I mean, they could get a first, couldn't they? Trade in the first well, round with those?
4: Picks? Why would if? Why would Seattle use pick nine to go get Derek? Like what, it, it makes yeah. zero sense. It makes zero sense. Not from the Colts wanting them that they just don't have the ammo. One internet, make, ru- I, I saw. I'll give you a better one. I think this huh. internet rumor: the Cleveland Browns trade like Baker to the Saints, and then they go after Derek. Stefanski, the offense. Again, I don't know who plays quarterback for Josh McDaniels. So, like, does that just mean Jimmy ends up on the Raiders? Like, ultimately, they have to have a quarterback.
2: Non rookie. Right? The Cle- oh, this is Mary Kay. The Cleveland Plain dealer. Here we go. The Cleveland Plain dealers, Mary Kay Cabot reports the Browns have had Derek Carr on their radar. Uh, there aren't many avenues to upgrade Mayfield if you're the Browns car would be a modest one if one at all I disagree I mean I think he'd be yeah, an he's upgrade. a major
4: he's a major upgrade
2: multiple teams have shown interest that's that is a very interesting rumor because if you're you know I bet if you're like the Bucks
4: <clears throat> could some of these teams that like Baker coming out maybe like Bruce Arians would you just take
2: him that'd be an interesting match actually what are you trading for Baker? Like a third? Yeah. Well, God, if you're the Browns You he's he's going to fourth the Browns. he's going to the fourth yeah. year of his career. If you're the Browns, you you can't you can't be tethered to what you paid for him.
4: But they didn't either, right? I mean these are new guys.
2: That's they, true. They,
4: they didn't sound their guy.
2: So they trade they trade him for a third and then they turn around and what? They, trade Oh they missed the playoffs. Two ones for no no to get Derek, trade two ones.
4: Yeah, two ones or two, I think. Is, would that front office do that? Yeah. yeah to get just a solid quarterback? Because they they have all the guys on the team already, right? They have a good roster. But again, it goes back to Josh. Like Josh cannot trade Derek without having a veteran quarterback on his roster. He, just, he went through a disaster before. He got to Denver. He immediately wanted Cutler out. Maybe
2: he likes Mariota. Okay, but I'm just... I wouldn't do that. That'd be pretty risky. I wouldn't
4: do that. I was listening to DJ's podcast he did with Bucky, like, their kind of combine. Their, their comp for the Cincinnati kid, Ritter, who obviously had a really good combine because he was like, you know, I kind of see some Mariota. It's like, well, if that's... The, and we're talking about him in the first round, but that gets back to why all these... I think I think we're seeing more than ever... We've seen it the last, like, three out of the last five years, right? People being really aggressive to move up to get the quarterback they like in the draft. Now it's like, how do we get Derek... They're treating him like a draft pick, right? Remember last year it was all like, Trey Lance, how do we get up the fields and all these guys? People are operating right now that with veteran quarterbacks because they think these guys stink. Yeah. I think that's where these rumors are coming from. Like, th- we have no shot in the draft. If we think this guy's going to be Mariota, like And why
2: wouldn't you call Josh? And Because Derek's contract situation makes him ripe for a phone call.
4: And maybe you've heard, like, you know, Josh called the Niners about Jimmy. Like, boom. Wham bam, we'll give you the pick to, for you to use for Jimmy. Hey, we'll give you two ones, a two and a three. Use that three to go get Jimmy, and it's like boom. Again, I I don't know why I would rather have Derek next year, or healthy Derek, than this question of Jimmy on the. But they're both going in the last year of their contract, right?
2: Yeah, but I I do think especially that, way more expensive. And look at my division. Who the AFC West? Yes, I know. Like, I need – I need uh, to me, that would be pretty
4: crazy. I think Josh would be setting himself up <clears throat> for just craziness. And not necessarily like Mark. You know, I, I don't know if Mark, from what I've heard, is in love with Derek. But ultimately, like, Mark can get your back. You want to just be miserable, potentially, and not compete to win? Because if, if Josh McDaniels, let's say, were to do something crazy and get rid of Derek and then go 6-10 and 10 with whoever he replaced him with, or 6-11 and – Wouldn't you say he'd be kind of be a laughing stock, like, oh yeah, another Patriot guy. We knew he sucked. He sucked with fucking Denver. He sucks ten years later now that he's fatter. At least with Derek, you know you can just compete to win ten games. And just be like, you know, Josh is a decent coach.
2: And I'd say, and you know there's gonna be a couple games where Derek might actually he might win you the game. Against good teams, too. Yeah.
4: He'll have a couple games where he loses to you, but that's football.
2: Yes, he might win you a couple games. He does. I mean, he's he did last year. He did down the stretch. Yeah. The what? What was the walk off? Was that Monday night? Was that Monday night? The floater to Zay Jones. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: I think that might have been. He definitely had one. That like Tuesday COVID game against the Browns. I think he had the Browns. He had a big drive, if I remember correctly. He said comebacks is not. He's had a shitload of comebacks. Yeah. Again, I, I bet there are some teams that really would be like, God, we'd die for Derek.
1: I, <laughs> I guess, agree.
4: Like, I bet the if you ask the Eagles right now, would you take Derek Carr right now? They'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. What do you think the Commanders would do? They'd rather well, have Derek than old... Colts Lindsay
2: would Williams. do it. Steelers would do it. Browns would do it. Saints would do it. The Bucks would do it. Would Arizona do it? Someone
4: actually threw that out to me and I'm like, you know, I do think the Patriot people really value character stuff with a quarterback. You know, like think about the Josh and Tom, like Josh got, Tim Oh, Tebow you're saying with the, you're
2: saying the, you're saying the Raiders wouldn't want Kyler.
4: Yeah. I'm just saying the, the mindset of the Patriot people with the quarterback position is like they take that stuff pretty, that position. No, I said, would Arizona want Derek though? Instead of uh, may, Kyler. Yeah, they might do that flip. But They just got five-year deals. Wouldn't you just want the easier quarterback that you, can, you know you can win with, too? Kyler's a higher end is higher than Derek, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, he's an MVP candidate at his best. <laughs> he could have stretches where it's like, is this guy the best little guy in football? <laughs> <laughs> uh, would the Vikings do it?
4: Uh, yeah, I'd rather have yes. Derek than Cousins.
2: Um, Titans, yes. Would Kyle do it right now? I mean, there's a huge
4: unknown with this quarterback. I'm not I, saying like the upside of Trey should be way higher than Derek, but that's also a hypothetical. And as Jim Harbaugh once said, hypotheticals?
2: <laughs> uh, did we say Dolphins? Anyway, we keep going. I think a lot of teams would do it. Yeah, for sure. Packers? No. Uh, no. <laughs> Chiefs? No. Bills, no. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? You, you're you onto something. The list is shorter to do the teams that wouldn't do it. Yeah. You're right. Well, think there about it. it. There's 32 More teams, teams in the league, would... and how many sweet quarterbacks are there? Like, sweet,
4: sweet. Six? Seven? Uh, like Dak, Dak Prescott ain't sweet, sweet. No, no, no. Kyler ain't eat. sweet, sweet. Derek beat him. Remember how bad Dak was in that Thanksgiving game? I remember drinking on my brother's couch feeling being like, what is this guy doing?
2: That was a hell of a Derek win.
4: Cowboys against in front of forty-five million people. That was pretty remarkable Ooh, when you look back weird. that the Raiders made the playoffs. Right, they beat Herbert down the stretch. They beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Beat they the beat Colts. The Colts
2: in Indy. Right, they had to play that Tuesday. Brown? Did you say Brown? Sorry. The, yeah, that the, Tuesday. Yeah, in where they
4: were pissed. They're like, we don't have a problem. It's your full problem. Remember, right. they kind of got screwed. Yep. It was cold, too. It was like, Derek's not that good in the cold. I think Derek really improved his value like last year because part of it was like, it was a shit show there, wasn't it? Total mess. (laughs) John Gruden got fired on Monday Night Football by halftime. And not from Monday Night Football, from the Raiders. Yeah, from the Raiders. Did you see Deuce survived? Like he still, I saw they put the Raiders like new staff. They was like, strength coach, Deuce Gruden. Oh, that's (laughs) nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you don't get punished for your father's sins. No, you don't.
4: Well, sometimes,
2: but not in this case. Well, how about a how about a Gruden Mayock booth? Amazon Prime. What I got think? sources that think Mayock's coming back, you know, it's like a number two. It I makes sense. I could understand him going like, all due respect, I can't do NFL All Access again. <laughs> Like, I, I just I can't go back to that.
4: You couldn't do path to the draft uh, five days <laughs> like, a week?
2: I can't, I can't do path to the draft. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing like buy or sell with Willie McGinnis again. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. No. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm sorry. I, I love LT, but I can't just sit up there with LaDanian on like, you know, Saturday afternoon. I've always been fascinated the what the
4: transition is like when you're the guy running the draft or the head coach. And then that very next year, you're in the, like, the number two or three seat. So
2: do you think it's one of two things, right? Either it's excruciating because you don't get to make the decisions. It's like, goddamn this idiot. What a moron. Or it's just fantastic. where you just, for the first time, like, you know what? You drive the car. I'll be over here eating popcorn and scrolling on my phone. Yeah, it's like, we just blew
4: a 30-point fourth quarter lead. I do not have to talk to the press right now. I get to go home with my family. Like, don't you think that's pretty good, too? That has to feel good sometimes. To me, the media
2: stuff when stuff's not great, you're like,
4: I just get to go home right now.
2: Yeah, that to I me, think is about probably, it like it happens all the time in the NBA, where some like head coach is just like, eh, whatever. He's got to deal with those guys, you know. Or like, uh, you know, your star left tackle just got
4: his third DUI. You're like, yeah, not my problem. <laughs> I'll be over here just working on this project.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll just uh, we're just running on working on second downs over here. <laughs> <laughs> Senior quarterbacks just doing some Tuesday watching. Yeah. Just getting the scout team ready. Well,
4: honestly, the what he went through last year might be like, you know, if I can make eight hundred and fifty grand and just be a the basically pseudo college director and yeah. not have to deal with any of that crap. I, I do enjoy scouting, which was clear. I don't ever want to have to get up in front because the guy that I drafted in the first round just killed a lady and her dog. Like and that is something that every GM, like at the end of the day, like that's worst case scenario, but in our lifetime, stuff like that does consistently happen. Just to, you know, throughout leagues, all the
2: time, <laughs> right? Just, just think about it. I mean, Balky had to do it. Mayock had to do it. Guys have to do it all the time. All the Belich- time. Belichick had to do it. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, it's a, it's unavoidable that when you're Balky in Balky had to do it like seven times. Lot, yeah, a lot. year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Balky had like a twenty four month stretch where. <clears throat> Might have led the league in arrest. I remember a, a, a stat that came out, like, they haven't quite passed the late 2000 Bengals yet. Remember the Bengals had a stretch where, like, that's why Roger took over power, because it's like, we could not keep the arrest. It was literally all the Bengals. But the Niners had, like, a run of Bruce Miller, the old guy, Chris Culliver, the brass knuckles, Ray McDonald, like, four different times, Alden, several times. I mean, they had a run that's... I don't think it's really happened the last did you say?
2: Days. Did you say As, Bruce Miller...
4: Yeah, the Bruce Miller, multiple things, right? It was the you girlfriend's said, phone, and also beat up the old guy.
2: Fisherman Wharf Hotel. Do,
4: do you think any team since the Bulky that kind of two year stretch in the NFL has had a run quite
2: like the Niners? No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, the Chiefs have acquired guys, not on their watch though. <sighs> right. I mean, the Fr- Seahawks Frank have got ac- in trouble. Frank. Clark. Clark. Oh, the gun. He had a
4: gun, right? Yeah, Lambeau. Like, to me, that was just a that was a random Wednesday, bulky, like week four. You know? Oh, Lambeau machine guns? Oh. No one's injured? Cool. The Niners had, part of it was they were a playoff team. It was starters, so it wasn't like, who's this guy that just got in trouble? It was like, oh, their corner, their fullback, their right tackle, their guard, their D tackle You know, it was just, boom, their pass rusher. It was just boom, 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 boom. It was relentless, and it yeah. wasn't one guy over and over. It was individuals happening over and over, but it was always it was other new guys. It was incredible. Didn't Tremaine Brock? if, you're, if I remember correctly had something. He had a domestic.
2: Uh, we, and then remember
4: uh, that? Remember they cut him, and then Seattle signed him. Remember that? I
2: think we were yeah. doing radio at the time. Uh, Let's see. Alden Ray. Demarcus Dobbs got a DUI. I don't remember that one. Culliver Bruce Miller. Uh, You're right. Tremaine Brock. Ahmad Brooks. I don't remember this one. I do. Damn. Al Netter.
4: Don't remember that guy.
2: Offensive guard DUI. That was Dan- part of it too. They would just Daniel have, Kilgore it, public intoxication charge. Yeah, it,
4: it would just be some of those. It was like you know Kilgore I mean, fucking public intoxication. I, mean. I, I know, but it, but when you've had no, seven know, other guys behind bars, like oh my god, Kilgore St. Paddy's Day just got arrested on Santana Row. You're like, holy shit.
2: <laughs> and then and then John Lynch came in and was like, Reuben Foster. <laughs>
4: He had his, I mean, Ruben Foster got arrested at a team hotel, which takes, I'd say, is we've never seen that before because you're on a one day road trip in the NFL. Got carried out of the team hotel. Pretty wild, John. Pretty wild. Now, the Niners cut Alden Smith. The Raiders signed him on a Wednesday. He played for them on a Sunday. That was pretty nuts. Remember Del Rio? And And did
2: not play well. Like, looked like he, I remember we were at that
4: game. It was weird. Yeah. Cut Wednesday, played Sunday. And cut. Remember, he hadn't been involved in training camp, so it's like he hadn't done anything. Then you know, Odell Rio's like, "I looked him the eye. It's like, yeah, you He walked in the room. You're like, holy shit, this guy looks sweet.
2: Oh, remember Kwame Harris? Got in a like, got in a fight with his partner or something like that. You remember that story? God, I mean, there's so many stories. He poured soy sauce in the underwear. I don't, I don't remember what what was the deal on that. I, I mean, remember. I remember the Kwame Harris. Just that it, something happened, but I don't remember the details. Was he a Niner when it happened? I don't remember Kwame Harris
4: being on the Niners, to be honest with
2: you. Yeah, Kwame he Harris. He was definitely a Niner.
4: Yeah, see, this is when we were in college. I, I don't count that. It was like 03 to 07. See, I, this I, story.
2: I, oh, oh, I, right, right. The, I, the arrest <clears> happened later, but yeah, yeah, that was not Balky's watch.
4: Yeah, Kwame Harris was like when I checked out of Niner football. I go Niner football at 90s. Mariucci Mariucci fired Middlecoff checks out comes back in Harbaugh
2: well well yeah the Niners and the Sacramento Kings had a parallel path there for a little while like do you feel that you
4: have Tim a great Ray, maybe great, the
2: answer do you have great
4: 49er knowledge like 040506 like truly like I, I was not really watching
2: their games. hard it was early. no that was like you're talking like sophomore year college like I don't even but I they was were not
4: they were so terrible too no one cared about them Remember, that was like the stretch. Kwame Harris was part of the stretch. It's like, Pete Carroll, Matt Leiner, returning to school, package deal. Don't want to be Niners. It's like, ah. They were the team that was like, could USC beat the Niners? I remember that being a thing. Do you remember that? Was yes. that a thing at Fresno State? We talked about that at Cal Poly. <laughs> could could the USC Trojans beat the 49ers? And I always, I people always thought I was crazy. I always lean like, you know, the best Kentucky team that has like five pros could beat the shittiest team if it's like a two win team. I think like it's the- kind of crazy, but m- part of it was the uh, the tanking Sixers. Like they don't even have NBA players on their NBA team. The Niner thing probably.
2: Well, how about the how thing. about the squad the Warriors rolled out the other night?
4: But but even that team, like they still have Moody and J- Jordan Poole. Like the Sixers rolled out a team. It was like Middlecoff, Haberman, three other guys. <laughs> They won four games one season. Like It was legitimately like nine. They play 82.
2: All right. Uh, on that note, when there's breaking news, we'll be there. Uh, who knows what happens Friday, but whenever it happens Saturday. The question is this. If your phone buzzes at 1145 p.m. Saturday night, Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded, do we go live at 1150 p.m. Saturday night Pacific? No. <laughs> I'll be, I, I'll be asleep. I think it's got the potential. to wait. The whole world wakes for a Jimmy Garoppolo trade, John.
4: If Parag, John, and Kyle do that, I'll
2: be very, very angry. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Like that video. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Check out the podcast. If you're not on that, we appreciate Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Much love to the world. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.